Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Bottom of the Bill. We got Jessica Jones on today. Hi there. Hi, how are you doing? Here. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Before we get started, see the obligatory cheers. Cheers! Oh, she's drinking water. We got beer and tequila. What are you drinking, Tony? I'm drinking tequila. Well, okay. I just had a shot of tequila. <laughs> she did. It's been a long weekend. Anyways, before we get yeah, started, uh, we would like to thank all of our sponsors, Spliffs, uh, downtown, Wicked Barley over in Mandarin, Brews over in Riverside, Harleston Scotch Company, um, Sidecar Jacks, Captain Jack Smokehouse, and Blue Jay Listening Room, all of our sponsors for helping us out with the show and and for remaining open all these crazy times. Make sure you guys go support them because they're all working real hard right now. Um, and then if you have any questions or suggestions for guests or anything like that, or unpopular opinions, we do an unpopular opin opinion segment at the end. Awesome. So think about one if you got one. Okay. Um, you can send any of those to bottom of the bill at gmail.com. And then... Uh, How's our fan mail looking? It's looking superb. It's like packed? Yeah, there's like no fan mail, but it's okay. We're getting we a lot there. of viewers. I'll send you guys some fan mail. Yeah, I would appreciate that. Uh, and then you guys will be like too busy to open it. You're the, <laughs> you're the first guest that we've had on that's actually uh, given us uh, a gift. Oh, man. Yeah. Cool. I re we really for sure, appreciate for sure. that. Wow, you guys can invite some deadbeats up in here, huh? That, well, most of the musicians. Most, no, the, musicians, most yeah. musicians are deadbeats. Oh, yeah, we're all so, you know, it's kind of, Okay, good enough. We've got one show show to promote right now um, one show that's pretty good yeah. comparatively speaking <laughs> for, yeah for 2020 anyway. yeah uh we're playing at 1904 music hall with yeah. chuck majid on november 21st Ooh, awesome so that that's is gonna, gonna be, be a good fun. one yeah for sure and then um i think i don't know i think well that's not gonna by the time this airs it'll be over with so uh i got some gigs also you can catch me at monkey's uncle on the 19th uh the garage on the 20th um, and then play the garage. Yeah. Oh, on I can't the 20th. wait. What's, what day of the week? It's a Friday. I'm there. And then, uh, 1904 21st. And then that's about it for this month. So, well, by the time this airs anyways. So yeah. You got anything you want to promote Jessica? Any shows coming up? We reached the entire country. Okay. <laughs> I was going to say the world, but probably not. So I have some things scheduled, but I am going to find out when I get back to Denver tomorrow if they're actually happening. Oh, no. That's right. You guys are on We just on shut back down, down on Tuesday. What you did? Sucks. Yep. Tuesday, they just shut back down. I've been watching it from afar. Denver's pretty liberal. What, what was your uh, uh, reaction to coming out of Florida and seeing it? Did you, when did you get here? Well, I came back, uh, I came, so I've been coming down for years, but I came back in August to do shows at Dunedin Brewery yeah. and um, a private show down in Clearwater. And um, this is probably an unpopular opinion. You want to hear it? Sure. Hear it. I love it. You, you want, you I, want, I've missed it so much. You, yeah, like we all do. So like Florida is basically like the haven for like. Everyone in Colorado is going to be so mad at me for saying this. If you just don't care about death anymore, come to come Florida. Come on, to Florida. We'll take we'll, we'll take all you guys in. We'll, and also, we want our, our music scene to grow yeah, more. Course. So we'll take all the musicians Florida's from Denver, the New, New York. Denver. Same. Oh, man. Joe Marsnick just said the same thing to me oh the other day. Yeah, We've he was on our podcast a little while ago. Yeah. And, and, and he's thinking about moving down here. Oh, he's like already planning on spending the winter here. Yes. I mean, Jeff Lloyd's <laughs> thinking about coming back for the winter. No like, kidding. Yeah, everybody. So. That's, he just got to Denver, too. He's I like, love, he's like he's, fuck <laughs> this. I'm out. He's I been doing it. so good there, too. <laughs> 
now he's coming back. That sucks. Well, I what love this. Yeah, but I do have a show to promote, which um, is actually already sold out, but we will probably be doing a live stream, I believe. And that's the last Waltz Revisited. We do that every year in Denver. Normally, we do it at the Fillmore Auditorium, but... Um, since we can't have 85 musicians on it this year, they had to cut it back and we'll be doing it outdoors at Breckenridge Brewery in Ooh, Littleton cool. at the farmhouse. Um, it's going to be cold. Yes. Preparing what, myself. When is it? In November, you said? Yeah, the day before Thanksgiving. We do it every year. I hear it gets a little chilly up in <laughs> <laughs> can So, you know, here's Denver, though, is like uh, it was seven degrees last week. It should be in the 60s when I get back. So, yeah, see, that's that's something I noticed when I was out there last time is that like it was it was April and You're it was like be out there. I'm going to be out there. He, yeah, he, go see it, the last while. It's like the, the band, you mean? Uh, yeah. 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 Well, yeah, but it's like, what, $600 for a table? Yes. Yeah, so I don't know if I can afford that Trump right now. Trump changed to Trump 305 <laughs> over here. I mean, it's a commodity now, and that's the crazy thing. That's what I love about Florida right now is that um, you can still put on live music without it being an elitist thing. Yeah, totally. I mean, yeah. just, yeah, to With an extent, With the capacities sure, yeah. that they have in Denver, there are still shows happening, but you have to have it capped at between 50 and 175 people now what i believe just happened on tuesday was that 175 went to 50 okay so that's like your top number now Oof. outdoors is like 75 people for us or for you us okay yeah in denver okay i don't believe that uh, that florida i think you guys are more at a, like a we're percentage at we're at 100 percent capacity right okay. now Come on down to Florida. <laughs> really? So you guys don't even have like a restaurant capacity anymore? We, we did. And then I think two weeks ago. I'm like wearing this mask on my wrist and I realized like DeSantis just got rid of these. So. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> that that was about uh, three weeks ago that you don't have to wear masks and then it's 100% capacity. But most places are putting the restraint on themselves, which yeah. is kind of cool. Mm -hmm. So like a lot of the music venues and the restaurants are still only doing like 50% capacity. Yeah. So, you yeah. know. Like 1904, uh, I had a show on Friday, and the the law is that you can let as many people as as allowed. But uh, Jason, the bar owner, he still said 50 percent, just because it's smart. Yeah. I guess it's a good business decision, and a lot of people, I think, still support the the social social distancing yeah so it actually helps the the restaurant and the bar to be conscious of that and 100%. people want to support it more when they know they can feel and safe going somewhere too. like you'll see that it shows like almost sold out and then people will be like oh i don't want to go there now because there's like there's too many people i don't want to yeah. be a part of that so, so yeah. in denver it's more like you have your table and um if you're up from your table you have to have the mask on 100 percent of the time Oof. No dancing most places. And then in some venues, um, we actually have to wear masks while we perform the whole time. Yeah, you can tell me Goodness. about that. That's so, wild. like, I would have to, like, hold. You want me to show you? Yeah. I'll, like, I'll demonstrate my technique. <laughs> I just, I don't, I, I, uh, 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 we were talking about wearing masks on stage as well at the 1904 show. I was like, I'm, I don't even sing it. I'm not doing it. So I use a Telefunken mic, and I have to, like, physically hold the mask while i do so it you pull you pull the mask so away. i don't because so, i tend to cup the mic anyways there's a gate on my vocal pedal that i use okay, okay. so but i have to have it like up in there in order for the um, effects to come through yeah so i'd have to like hold the mask <laughs> while i sing the entire oh time goodness. that's wild i mean i am not complaining about it because i understand that it makes people feel safe and I get it. and also i I believe I had COVID. I was really, really sick. This is my unpopular opinion is that <laughs> I had COVID 
I quarantined with people who tested positive for COVID months after I tested, like after I had COVID. I did never tested for it because it was in December of last year. Oh, wow. Um, really? Yeah, but we play resorts, casinos. Okay, like, there you go. I'm licking the ground of like Denver every week by <laughs> yeah. playing in like every bar, restaurant, <laughs> casino, resort, you know. <laughs> I hug homeless people, oh, you know, woof. like. <laughs> so, um Definitely had pneumonia like in December, was really sick for like six weeks. I have scars on my toes from like the COVID toes. Is that what? a thing? I've never heard that What's before. What's COVID toes? That Where you get like blisters on your toes. You get I blisters have... on your toes from what? Look, I got these scars. They're purple. Jesus. What? Anyways. I, from, that's almost a year ago. You still got them? Yeah. That's wild. So, and then <laughs> over the summer, two different times, unwittingly, wound up quarantining with people who tested positive for COVID until they tested negative, and I never got more symptoms. So, I'm keeping so yeah, my fingers crossed that there's some sort of it's so weird that you got it that that early in the well, like last year, like almost a year ago. Yeah, but they're finding out now that they believe it was like starting, in, you know, to. Um, Breakout in more like September to October yep. um, really? of 2019, and there's a there are a lot of business people um, that work in China and live in Colorado. They just like fly out once a month or something. Um, well, that's like especially in the international cities. Like there was reports of people getting really sick in South Florida mm -hmm. because Miami and Fort Lauderdale. You have huge airports. Then you have Denver and L.A. and New York. Mm -hmm. And all the bigger cities were experiencing people getting really sick early on. Yeah. I and mean, there just, were well, 2,000 flights a day going between China and the United States yeah. for a long time. So it's if like, you don't think it can get on an airplane, then I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. I still haven't been on so an airplane. It'll be here yet. in 12 hours. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So that's probably more realistic that it showed up last year but we didn't get any reported because we didn't know what it was we it didn't was know what it was off. but there were people dying in colorado of an unknown respiratory virus for months before really? they started diagnosing no shit. absolutely my godmother was actually in the hospital with one oh my for god a while in january yeah but i mean since they didn't have the strain figured out there was no way there was no covid test right so they were just like well we don't know about what this virus is but it's so putting it's people just in the hospital. walking around america willy-nilly for the past year and we just didn't know about it i mean not a whole well yeah a whole year huh? oh my god yeah, it's crazy. but it's, it's also you know when you look at the way that things grow exponentially like mathematically it makes a lot of sense that there was just like a couple little cases here and there and it was nothing to be super concerned about because it mostly manifested within people in a pretty mild way. Right. Yeah. You know, there were just some people getting really, really sick from it. Right. And it never overwhelmed the hospitals. It wasn't until it started overwhelming hospitals that they were like, wait, what is this? Right. Right. Ever since it happened, uh, I don't want to jinx myself, but I haven't been sick for like a year. Same. It's weird. It's been very weird. I haven't gotten a cold. I usually get sick with every season mm -hmm. that the change of every of every of every season I get really sick but this year it hasn't happened once partly because I've been inside so much I've been able like, to go out yeah, yeah. And I've been washing my but, hands all the time which is good I do that did that before yeah uh, <laughs> but, <and> then, <laughs> but okay but, but now I did it more I did it more and then I I, I wore a mask everywhere I go and everything like yeah. that so yeah yeah. Some do it probably. Do you, do you think that uh, uh, people? I because like I've always been paranoid that of the end of the world, and I, I knew about all this stuff. Like when when the E. coli breakout was happening, like mm. a couple years ago. Or I was, Ebola or E. coli. Uh, yeah, that one. Ebola. Mm. Well, this sounds similar. Don't give me that face. But, Ebola. Uh, Ebola. Yeah. 
That's the Watch worst out combo. for that one, man. Ebola is Ebola Ooh. and E. coli mixed together. <laughs> Ebola is a great band name too. I'm coming out with a lot today. Write down. I will. But uh, <laughs> uh, 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 I was I was like oh, this is the end of the world, so I've been like ready for it. But I, yeah, and we eradicated that within the United States like super quick. Immediately. I don't know you what's know. going on with that, but I think that. Uh, uh, do you think that, like, people are still, like, you know, like, five years from now, even if this is all, like, cured, like, people are still just going to show up at shows with face masks and hand sanitizer and all that Some stuff? Some people probably will. It's probably a good idea, you know, but also, like, um, I started to realize towards the beginning of this pandemic that both of my mother's parents were born during, like, my grandfather was born in 1918 and my grandmother was born in 1920, so they were both born during the Spanish flu pandemic. Wow. And all the stories I heard growing up were about World War II. Right. Now, granted, they were just born then, but, I mean, if the whole world was, like, completely paranoid and changed by the time that these guys were, like, five years old or so, I might have heard about it. Right. Like, I never heard one story about the Spanish flu from my grandmother. You know, so, like, I have hope that we're going to get back to some semblance. I mean... I feel like a real asshole right now saying this because I've been really enjoying myself in Florida and it's a big reason why I've been coming (laughs) back and trying to build myself in this market, you know, Um, because I'm able to just do things like we used to in a a lot of ways. And I know that people in Colorado are going to be a little disappointed to hear me say that, but I mean, that's what we've all been doing anyways this whole time. You know, we started playing backyard parties like... I started playing backyard parties with really good musicians really early on, like in April, May, you know, because they were not on tour like they should have been. And we were all going crazy just quarantining. And after a good, like, hearty six weeks of that quarantine, we were like, okay, let's get together. (laughs) Just doing backyard Oh really? Like that fusion, like a jet, like a yeah. Yeah, like a fusion band or whatever. And uh, yeah, they just they went on tour doing. I remember watching like during the quarantine them posting about needing last minute gigs and this and that. And I'm like, that's pretty ballsy. You put, most people don't respect that. Really, a lot of people take shit now for playing shows mm-hmm. and for for doing anything out of town or even anything locally. Not so much so, in Florida though. It happens in Florida still. It's a very conservative of, state though. Yeah, and yeah. they're just ready to like even uh was it was it yesterday or the day before uh uh eric trump or donald trump jr had a, a rally at jacksonville beach oh he did i heard about that yeah yeah yeah. the pavilion down there yes but i i've noticed in uh, florida i don't know what it's like in colorado but i can assume just because it's a very progressive state that in florida like everybody here is just mad but i feel like it's, it's the same kind of like uh uh temperature of angriness but just on the yeah. other spectrum like they're just mad at you for opening up stuff and and going out and like you're playing shows blah, blah, blah. well and ultimately if you don't feel safe then you know what to do right you know and i'm not trying to um be a jerk about that but that's what the rules are right now like if you don't want to go out don't go out i get it don't be mad at everybody else for you know making their own decisions yeah. right but now. here but here is the exact opposite like people are just like fighting like i'm going out yeah yeah and, like yeah, every yeah. single don't make me wear a mask you fucking exactly. commie oh my gosh <laughs> like, every right single, every <laughs> single world star hip-hop video is from florida about yeah. them fighting about that and stuff like that i've seen a lot uh though in colorado uh, about uh like like 
what I see is like there'll be like um, people just lined up, and there'll be some Karen that doesn't have a mask on, and they're like fighting them to get out of the grocery store. And yeah. yeah, because even the big BLM protests in Denver, everybody yeah. was masked up. Yeah. Like, the only people unmasked were like Proud Boys like, yeah. trying to fight them. Those so. are the, the same here, though, with the BLM protests. People, uh, usually that community is trying to play as much by the rules as they can anyways. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's a lot of like, you know, people wearing. We, we, we went to one of them back in like, when was it, like, like June or, or May? It's been or, a wash. This, I don't know what months are Yeah, anymore. exactly. But everyone <laughs> they was They, like, literally haven't stopped in Denver. Like, really? they've been going on this yeah. entire time. Yeah. yeah. That's what we went to one in, like, June or, or July or something like that. And it was uh, – and everyone was re- was wearing masks. You know, it's usually, like, the – if you go out to, like, Middleburg, which is, like, south of here, yeah. and that gets real – Real backwoodsy. Mm. They actually start yelling at you if, you if you're wearing masks. It's very weird. I well, I that. read this thing about how, you know, it's part of, like, this misogynistic view and this, like, really right-wing view of, like, um, wearing a mask makes you seem weak and, and and wearing a mask is like one step closer to being an other, you know, like you're one of them now. Yeah, yeah. You know, you're like drinking the Kool-Aid, which yeah. is, I think, amazing that people who say that are like drinking the it Kool-Aid. It reminds me yeah. of the, the star belly sneeches from Dr. Seuss. Yes. If you don't have a star, if you have a star wow. on your stomach, yeah, uh, that was a So, yeah, it's like reference. this, you know, like they're just like, <laughs> wow, <laughs> like if you're wearing a mask, then what else, what's next? Like you're going to support gay rights. And right. Like, yeah, it's it's a whole thing. Well, there's like, I do understand the argument of people saying that they don't want to mandate on it because of the slippery slope argument. And that's 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 uh i understand and i and i get that that argument but at the same time it's like if it means that we can get back to normal right put the fucking mask on right. yeah i don't care and it's not even mandated right. anywhere so, so what are you freaking out about right. it's, like, it's not mandated just you you, you oh, wear you it or can you get don't like a fifteen hundred dollar fine in denver for oh, not really? wearing one on stage hey, really? that's wild that's miami as a musician like I, I know of a dj at a venue that i was playing like the night before, I guess got like a fifteen hundred dollar fine. Oh my god! Well, there you go. Even Flip though he was mouth. distanced outdoors, twenty five feet away from the crowd, and he wasn't wearing. Somebody it. came around, and yep, they have like people going around and checking. Yeah, like, always like three gigs on that on that fine right I there. That's yeah, sucks. I know. I like and then on top much. of that, they, I mean, they just like made the the regulations stricter even now. And I mean, I get it. Um, people go out and they they get close to each other and stuff, but. I don't know if you can really blame um, some little bar that's got 50 people in it versus Mile High Stadium with like 7,000 people in yeah, it for a course. Broncos game. They they're allowing that. That doesn't make any sense. But, and they're oh, allowing schools to go back and whatnot. But like it's all of a sudden like us musicians that are like causing the spread of COVID. I know. It's so... When we're the assholes that had it first. I know. And like, we'll be the first... We'll be the last <laughs> ones to get back to work fully right. anyways. You know, so it's... Complete right. bullshit. Anyways, I don't want to spend all the time talking about COVID. Um, I, Why not? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, are you from Denver originally? Yes, I was born there. Okay, cool. And when did when did you kind of start out your music career? Were you like were you younger and, and you always loved it, or just something you fell into? You know, I've always wanted to be a singer like my entire life. I was always too shy to do it. I started out as a writer, and then in my like when I was about 20, 21, I started writing beats on like an old drum and bass machine. 
And then at like 26 is when I started singing. Oh, shit. So you were actually doing like production work before you were... A little bit. Like, you know, low-key. Like, yeah, I guess it is production work. Building... I don't need to talk it like, down. Yeah, I yeah, was producing. Yeah. Yeah. I was learning how. Yeah. Yeah. But and then when I started to sing, you know, I had some uh, people kind of be like, well... You know, we I can't be your vessel or like you're a little too raw. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna just write my own beats and yeah. add my own lyrics that I wrote years ago to them. And that's like basically what Chromadonna is. That album that I put out last year with James Dom. Um, it was songs that I had written like 15 years ago, 10 years ago. Wow. And, and um, you wrote you wrote the chord progressions and you wrote like a lot everything. of them. Yeah, there are a couple bass lines that I didn't write, but yeah, for the most part, I wrote like the drum and bass lines. Um, I wrote like the horn parts on this Hammond organ that I have at home. That's Were awesome. you self-taught uh, learning like yeah. uh, music theory and everything? I can't even awesome. read music anymore. Like as a kid, I took lessons on p the piano for like a year. Okay. And then I was just I really all all I wanted to do was like improv. Yeah. And play around on it. And yeah, me too. You know, the people that I, like, the adults I was around were like, no, you have to learn it in order to do it. And I just kind of put it back down and then picked it up at, when I got older because I couldn't stay away from it. So were you into, like, hip-hop or anything like that? Typically, oh, making yes. beats is not something that you get into if you're not into hip-hop. Yeah, so I definitely grew up um, really in love with uh, rap, hip-hop, punk even, you know. Um, that's been the biggest influence in my life as well as like James Brown, like funk. Like when I was, I think I was like 12 years old, my dad sat me down and made me listen to like an entire Funkadelic album, like an entire Parliament album, oh, yeah. you know, cause he wanted me to learn the one he's a drummer, you know? So he's like, you gotta learn about the one, you know? Yeah, of course. And, um, I'm eternally grateful for that like when I did this show with Bernie Worrell when I was a little younger like I was so excited to play with him because I knew his music and it was yeah, because like as a kid I had to listen to that stuff yeah Joe was talking about Bernie last time when he was on here too really as a keyboardist I'm just like that's pretty cool that's right yeah. that's right <laughs> yeah to me Bernie Worrell he's such a sweet he was such a sweet man yeah, but then yeah I was originally like my first like uh, deal was on Universal Records with a rap group that had like a viral video. It went viral in like Australia. Really? What <laughs> was the video? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. So it was called Who's Next by Cola Diva Lyrics. <laughs> and we eventually formed a group called The Ingenious Code based on that because we had basically all met in the studio. It was me, Cola, and this man named Harold James um, who is also still doing rap music he's great um but um they signed us it was like super exciting and then we like broke up uh. and i spent some time working in just hip-hop and kind of you know i i felt good about it like i made good connections i had a lot of fun making music improvisationally with people but like career-wise it was just a hobby because like there's really not a lot of money in hip hop unless you're like got a big name for yourself. Tough scene, yeah, for it sure. It really is tough. And when I started to break into bands is when it went from like being a hobby to like more of a full time career for me. Um, so you made the switch into like I don't want to say like organic music or anything like that, but but into bands is what you're yeah, saying. Yeah. Like and with jazz bands, like I played in the oldest jazz club in Denver, Al Chipotle. 
um, for the last seven years every Sunday with some really killer musicians oh, who have all awesome. been in there for like 20, 30 years. And um, I mean, one of them's like a Grammy winner and one of them played with Bootsy Collins and like these guys were like heavy cats and they kind of brought me up. Um, there were other younger jazz musicians that like wouldn't give me the time of day. Right. When you're young and you're a jazz cat, I get it. Like they're all trying to make a name for themselves. So it was really nice to fall in with this older set of musicians who were willing to like work with me and let me improvise and yeah well that's what's up sorry no that was it so that's kind of what i liked about the jazz scene but didn't like about the jazz scene Mm -hmm. also is that like the older guys and not even older but like once you start getting into your later 20s early 30s and 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 beyond Mm -hmm. you kind of gain a little bit more accept acceptance Mm -hmm. for people but like when you're in that school age of like 18 to 22 because i lived at berkeley school of music for a couple years while i went to umass boston oh you did yes and like the those kids are amazing yeah but like the pretension was also like thick well yeah it's like it's if you're not doing this this way you're not doing this that way then we don't want anything to do with Mm -hmm. you and it's not until you're you're older where you get your ass kicked a couple times by people that aren't necessarily as good as you technically Mm -hmm. and then you kind of get humbled and you start to realize the importance of every style of music Mm -hmm. and like what their contribution is to music that you that you really gain the appreciation for people that are just trying to kind of figure it out you know so um that also doesn't really exist though without going through that experience oh absolutely you know I mean, it's it's the cutting your teeth. It's the baptism by fire, you yep. know. And that was one of my favorite parts about El Chapultepec was, um, and and eventually we'll get back in there, but right now they don't have the 25 feet and they can't have, like, socially distant. The stage is, like, tiny. We would fit six musicians in the stage, like, smaller than this room, like, every week, you know. Wow. And um, they would just, like, I would throw people to the wolves, you know, and that's what happened to me was like some people were like, all right, this girl sings, get her up there, you know, and I didn't know what they knew and we were just improvising and either it's good or it's not. And if they love you, then they're going to make you stay for another song. And that's how you get like initiated in. And I mean, I've watched them like laugh at people who I brought to sit in, you know, on stage, like it's baptism by fire. They're like, Either you got it or you don't. And then that person came in a few months later after having sat down, being humbled a little bit and threw down. And then those guys were like, all right, yeah, now you got it. I mean, the bass player at that band, Chris Harris, I think in seven years, probably like complimented me four or five times. Yeah. (laughs) And every time he did, I'd be like, I did it. Like, and, and it would be something so simple as him being like, yeah. (laughs) Exactly. <laughs> like, yeah. that's all I would hear in the middle of a song and I'd be like I did it yep. <laughs> yep. that's an important experience to have though because you need you need that humility mm-hmm. a lot of people walk in with you know, like a big chest and haven't done anything yet right. and if you come in and you don't really know how to hang and you come in with that kind of attitude then and you can't hang then that's when they start like mm. that's, that's when you don't get called back they'll up eat you up man they'll like, eat you like, up and it's like right. it's really easy to, to kind of uh, get stuck in your career if you if you don't ever break that mindset. You get a couple tries, you know. It's like you show up with it with it with it with it with a big head, and you don't you, know, you can't hang. That you get like you know you get some kind of like I guess pass a couple of times. After a while, it's just like if you don't show up and do better the next time, 
or you show any kind of progress and you just get, you know, you, you kind of alienate yourself from the scene a little bit. Absolutely. Like, humility is probably the most important part of this whole thing. Yeah. Beyond ability or beyond anything, humility and, and, a, and a good work ethic. You and, know? and if you're smart too, like getting embarrassed or whatever you want to call it uh, while you're on stage like that, it just makes you want to go home and be like, I'm not feeling that way again. I'm going exactly. out there and, and it's like, right. you know. After you lick your wounds a little bit, it does yeah. make you like study harder and yeah. try harder. It's like Rudy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It is like Rudy. I Rudy. love that movie. It's my favorite Rudy. too. Rudy. Yeah. Rudy. He's never seen it. He doesn't know what I saw Rudy. He doesn't know what football is. I, <laughs> not a football fan, I will say. I'm not really big into the sports balls, but you know. Not what at it, all. <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, just like Rudy. I cry every time he gets into Notre Dame. I cry every time. When he gets into Notre Dame, when he's not sitting on the You're park like, bench. Buddy, you did it. You're they right, gave you the they gave you the jersey dog. You yeah. did it. Here he's in. He's in. <laughs> Apparently, that movie is like completely fake, though. Like it's life. not based on a true story well, at all. Well, like like uh, 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 they carried him off on their shoulders as a joke. Sorry to ruin it for you, but that's I know. Oh man, I dude. know. I had to learn about it too. And you then, like, just the, shattered my childhood dreams. I know. Dreams. I'm sorry. But that's <laughs> it's like exactly, finding out Santa Claus is exactly real. What I know. <laughs> that, that's that's how I felt too when I re- heard about it. But, but what I was trying to say is 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 yeah, getting your your ass handed to you at like a, a jam or something like that. You're like. Okay, fuck! I've got to go back home and practice. Right. Yeah. Either, either you go, it's your it's defeat of defeatism, or you go back home and you try really hard. Yeah. So it makes you better either way. Yeah. Or it gets yeah. you out of our way. Yeah, exactly. Elitism. Oh yeah. snap! I'm just <laughs> I mean, it's it is that though. It is it that. Is. I'm sure you're a big fan of that. Uh, I am a big fan of that because <laughs> you're an elitist. I, well, I'm by I feel like if you're in if you're in something that. I feel like if you're a part of of doing something, you should have a certain standard for what you do and hold yourself to sure. a certain standard and hold the people that you surround yourself with to a certain standard. For any if somebody, career or anybody like that, exactly. like if you're not doing your absolute yeah. best, what are you doing? Yeah. Get if, out of the way. If you're not willing to e- educate yourself yeah. on... And be open. Uh, yeah, be open <laughs> and educate yourself. You know, it's like if you come in with a bad attitude about something and you don't want to learn from that or you come in just saying like... Like for me, it's really important to educate yourself on different genres of music and try and learn how, like what those genres are about. When you close yourself off to an entire genre just because like you don't get it at first or you don't give it a shot, you're doing yourself a huge disservice as a musician. Absolutely. You know, so like from from hip hop to, to 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 country to pop music to the jam community, it's all stuff that you should be paying attention to just to make yourself better overall. And that's 100% how I have built my career is, you know, I went through that baptism by fire. I've had those nights where I felt like I was trash on the jam and came back and was like, what can I do to like build this up or make this better? And I literally have built a name for myself by never saying no to anything. Yeah, I do country. I, I'm going yeah. back and I'm going to do a Neil Diamond tribute at the Buffalo Rose. Wow. We're doing Forever in Blue Jeans. But um, well, you are cool. You know. <laughs> 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 uh, no, I'm just kidding. Neil Diamond's all right. Billy's just right. doing the He's exact all right. opposite. He's we'll all right. About. He's all right. I'm just messing around. I'm just messing around. He does some great songs. But I, oh, you know what? Though when I first took that gig, I was like. Man, this is so corny. Cause yeah, I come it's from corny. like my dad's like a Detroit rocker. Like I come from like this hip hop life. Yeah. Like I was like, oh man, this is gonna be so corny. And <laughs> I swear, every time I'm on stage, I'm like, 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah like, loving it. it. I love the music now. It's yeah. hilarious. I have a great time with the band. Oh, I'm sure it's a lot That's kind of how I felt about the Grateful Dead, honestly, where I was just like, this music is just like, oh, come on. I and know. then I learned how to play it. And then you're like, all right, like, oh, that's not so I, bad. I get it. This is yeah. fun. Yeah, it's a lot like, of fun to play. It's a lot of, like, just as a musician, it's so much fun to play. Mm-hmm. But uh, I went, before I knew anything about it, I would just hear it. And I'm just like, what? Are people really like. Absolutely. People are just listening to this? Yeah. <laughs> Like for real? Like for real? And it's not <laughs> something I necessarily just put on to listen to, no. but like I really have enjoyed no, all of the Grateful Dead sets. That's I weird. actually the first Red Rock show I ever did was a Grateful Dead set. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's awesome. It's an important again, an important thing to learn about as a musician, especially in the jam scene, you know, Growing older as a musician, mm-hmm. or just no matter where you start, like you start appreciating things more. But then, like just being older as an adult, you start to do like, for example, I I just kind of gave Bruce Springsteen a pass. I was like, yeah, whatever. I didn't really care. But then, like something happens when you're 30 as a man. It's like if you're not a dad yet, you just start liking dad music or dad rock. <laughs> and I'm just like Bruce Springsteen. It started like leaking into you around guy. like 29 and a half. Yeah. He started listening right to the boss. Yeah, yeah. I started listening to the boss. I'm like, everything he's ever written is amazing. Yeah. I, I love Bruce Springsteen. I, love, I saw Springsteen when I was like in, in sixth grade. My dad took me to go see him. And I thought, it was, I thought it was amazing back then. The whole show was just like, this guy is like on another level. Like just a great performer, great songwriter, uh, good singer. Wasn't much of a guitar, or isn't much of a guitar player, but I mean, just like overall as like a band leader and just like persona, he's amazing. Happy, the music. Yeah, and and my pops would put it on when I like driving around in a pickup truck in Kentucky, and I'd be like nine years old. I'm like, this sucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Put on Coldplay. <laughs> <laughs> I was nine. I was nine. I grew up in the nineties. Put on Coldplay. Who doesn't suck? Who yeah. doesn't exactly. suck? <laughs> and I was just stupid. Whatever. At least I I'll admit at, it. It's when I lived at Berkeley. Um, he did the first ever concerts at Fenway Park. Oh, really? Oh, and we lived next to Fenway nice. Park. It was the loudest shit I have ever. In our apartment, we would have to yell at each other to hear each oh, other. Oh, my God. It was so goddamn loud. Yeah, but that's that's probably definitely a bucket list. I want to go see him. Yeah, you should Especially for sure. The e Street Band and everything like that. For He's sure. Old now. I wonder how old the Springsteen. Well, Clarence is. Clemens isn't going to be isn't around anymore, so he died. He's a saxophone player. Yep. Yeah. Uh, my uh, the singer in my dad's band used to pl- used to play in his uh, band called Temple of Soul, and he uh, I think Clarence p- passed away probably like almost ten years ago now. We should, we should do a Boss cover, man. I'd love to. Be I fun. learned how to play uh, Atlantic City and sing it. Yeah, I'm not very good at singing. But well, I you know, you're getting there, but don't I worry. I can sing that song. You're singing, yep. And, okay. and creep by I'll bust out those harmonies for you. Yeah, he can do it too. Yeah, but uh, yeah. Atlantic City. I didn't see. I didn't even know that that was. I thought that was the band. But it's not. It's Bruce yeah. Springsteen. It's and then what's the other too. one? The the uh, rolled up like a deuce, something something in the night. <laughs> Which one? Blinded by the oh, light. Oh, blinded by the night. Yeah, it's a Springsteen tune. That's also. A Springsteen oh song. wow! I, I didn't know that. I thought that was the other guy. <laughs> yeah. Whoever that other guy. Thank God you don't know his name because I don't either right now. But go on. <laughs> but like, yeah, he's, he's great. But we should learn. We should learn Rosalita. Is what I want to do. That'd be a do. great one to do. That's yeah, it's a hard one though. It's a long one. Um. So you went to. You were living on the on the Berkeley campus. Were you going to school there, or you go? Yeah, I went to UMass Boston, but I was living with Berkeley musicians, like right, in in Fenway there at Berkeley. Were you going to school for music, or were no? You, I was going to school for linguistics. Um, okay. I actually went to college for 11 years. I started at 15 years old and dropped out at 26. Never got a degree. Not even an associate's degree. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, and I lived with these Berkeley musicians because I was dating one. He's an incredible musician. We're still friends. Um, and I just uh, soaked it up. I loved being around them. My parents were musicians. My dad used to drum for like, he was like a, a studio drummer for A&M Records out of like Tennessee. And um, played for like Sha Na Na and Linda Ronstadt. Oh, that's awesome. Toured a lot. And then... Um, Settled in Denver, met my mom, had kids, you know. Um, my mom was a guitar player and, like, an opera singer. So I'm pretty sure that's, like, how I learned music was just being around them because I never really took much along the lines of lessons. But um, Just always around. Yeah, and you soak it up. And that's how totally. I felt about being around the Berkeley kids. And, you know, for so long, though, because I was around them, I thought you had to go to music school in order to be a musician. Yeah. And then I was actually um, hanging out with Galactic. Um, I was dating somebody who was um, rapping with them on this album called From the Corner of the Block. And I wound up um, doing like a really quick studio session with them one day on something that never got used. Um, and I got to go on Jam Cruise with them. And I remember really beating myself up about school at the time and Ben Elman and Stanton Moore were like you should try singing and I was 26 at the time and I was like yeah okay so and then I broke up with the rapper on Jam Cruise nice that's the hardest way to break up with somebody on a boat it was amazing for sure. it was amazing <laughs> <laughs> and luck. then I started an entire singing career out of spite that's <laughs> to just sh I'm gonna show him that's no. awesome and now he's one of my best friends and been well, my good. mentor for years in the that's music awesome. scene and what a yeah what a great, great way no to make wrath, that relationship like a woman scorned burning we're like jerry and elaine mm. you know cool. uh, like it's not gonna happen with us anymore but we could talk about everybody else that's you know? cool <laughs> yeah um now was he the rapper that's all flicker pain you know it's one of my favorite galactic songs mr so there was Boots Riley, Mr. Liff, and I love that you know the names of those songs because I watched that set like 70 times and I couldn't tell you the name of a single song <laughs> on that album. But it was Charlie Tuna, Mr. Liff, yeah. Boots Riley, Juvenile was on that album. Um, and I got to go, like, I stayed for a couple weeks in New Orleans with them. Um, and then I got to go on Jam Cruise, like, I got to... I saw this show that they did in Mobile, Alabama one night. It was like the most bananas scenario I've ever seen, like uh, at a Galactic. That by any chance, uh, <sighs> what is that place called? It's Chris Poland or uh, not our sax player. It's like a big warehouse venue right there, and like you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, it's like the venue in Mobile. Our friend Chris, a sax player, who just saw a few weeks ago was talking about seeing Galactic opening up for Galactic at this venue in Mobile like years ago with this band called Fusebox Funk. Okay. And, uh, it was a new year, my new birthday is New Year's Eve, so it was like the thirtieth of December. I remember that much. Okay. That was the same show. Yeah. I just remember like a third of that town was at that show because the next day, walking down the street, like Liv could not walk to anywhere without getting stopped, and everybody was like, <laughs> "Nice show, nice show." But then, of course, like they wouldn't like serve us in the restaurant, but <laughs> they would love his show. All right. <laughs> It was amazing. That was the first time I really ever experienced that was in Mobile, Alabama, too. I was like, Ew. That's so crazy that that would happen. It still, still exists. Yeah. 
Where the man can't walk down the street without like 17 people stopping him and being like incredible. Yeah. And then you go to order food in a restaurant. They'll take your order, but they will not bring you anything. That is wild. Yeah. It was crazy. Well, welcome to the South. What can I say? Oh, yeah. man. <laughs> but you know what? I The first time I ever really saw super outright racism was actually in Boston. Oh, yeah. He's a, a Northeast. Apparently, it's that's the most racist city in the country uh, is what is rated. I watched people spit. I was a camp counselor for the YMCA there, and I watched people spit at the children that I yeah, was like. That is crazy. Yeah. Those those uh, old school Irish Catholics, man, they don't Ooh. fuck around. Don't talk shit about the Irish. I'm just saying, you know, those are your people, not <laughs> the mine. Old school ones. <laughs> old school. Just I'm the old school. Just the old school. I'm new school Irish. You're new school Irish. You're also from Kentucky, which Born I guess raised. is not much. Want to fight about it? One day, somebody's going to say <laughs> yes to that question. Just saying. Maybe um, he doesn't want to fight about it. <laughs> So what was the uh, what was the trajectory of your career? What's like what's it kind of been like? Just going to jams and then being yeah. part of creative projects, getting hired for gigs. Like what was the kind of trajectory? Like? So I started out like honestly just being like super great grateful for anybody even like giving me the time of day and allowing me to like hold a microphone on their stage. Yeah, you know, and um, I would sit in. Um, at El Chapultepec with Tony Black and the musicians there. And um, I would do like random little studio sessions here and there with friends who had like just put together their home studio kind of a thing. And um, the first paid gig I ever had was actually in Winter Park, Colorado. Somebody was in El Chapultepec watching me like freestyle with a jazz band one night. And, and they play like funk and stuff too. And um he offered me some gigs in the mountains. And so then I wound up in the mountains of Colorado for a few years, about six years, I want to say, where I was really developing myself as an artist, playing with different bands in Winter Park and then over in Keystone, Colorado. And um, eventually when I moved back to Denver, within the first month that I moved back to Denver, like full time, I had been hired by like 10 different bands to wow. just do stuff. Um, which was great because then it turned into actually my job. Um, and about five years ago, um, maybe four or five years ago, I actually quit my day job because I was already singing full time and it was just like a lot. A lot, yeah. Um, and then I've been singing full time ever since. But yeah, it started out with obviously just going to jams, doing things for free. And I mean, that's what I was doing at Monster Mash. I actually bought a ticket to that concert. Oh, you did? Yeah. Wow. I was I like jambushed that festival. Yeah. Because um, <laughs> I knew that Joe, Marcinic, <laughs> and I, Rosie were going to be there and I've played with both of them, but that was it. I yeah. had never played with any of those other bands. You sat in with like almost everybody. I sat in with like Five or six bands. Yeah. And they played at the end. Did you? No, not on the Monster Jam. I was really drunk by that point. I was invited (laughs) by by Bryant, the trombone player. He's going to come to the jam tonight, actually. Oh, he is? I love Bryant, man. He's so good. I want to quit my job. But, you know, by then also, I think I had started to uh, partake a little bit. Yeah. I I figured that I would leave it to the people who had actually rehearsed that set to do Uh, that. That's just, uh, that's hilarious. You got to leave them on a high note, baby. You can't be going out there and messing things up, right? You know, (laughs) it's like George Costanza when he's like, leaves on the high note, you know what I mean? He's like, well, thank he just walks out of the room, goes home for the day. Yeah, it, it, it ended out being really okay. Fun. It was. It, it was, was a lot fun. of fun. It was a lot of fun. I yeah. had a lot of fun. I was very drunk. I was. I was lighting cigarettes and smoking on stage. That's how I was enjoying oh, that. Oh man, yeah. I <laughs> shouldn't talk about it too much, but I was 
pretty high as fuck the entire week. Oh, it's <laughs> high as fuck. It's incredible. Uh, that's all right. It's, uh, that's what festivals are all about. It's uh, actually one of my – I'm going to talk about my unpopular opinion later on. We can get into that a little bit, but it's something to do with that more or less. Um, I have a question about uh, uh, Denver and, and Colorado in general. So you grew up there. You started your music career there and everything like that. How, what is it like? Like, how, where do you go after Colorado? You know what I mean? Like, the next, like, big city I've always thought is, like, Las Vegas, I guess. Like, do you, yeah. like, 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 do you go LA out to LA or New West? York? Everybody's always trying to go to LA so, or New York. So, but it just must be really hard, like, uh, uh, starting up there as a band and touring and, and stuff and touring and everything like that and reaching out. So, it's interesting that you should say that. So, when I first started singing, everybody was telling me, well, you got to go to L.A. or New York in order to yeah. have any sort of a career. And I remember just being like, you know, I have this feeling that, like, Denver is going to be the ne- next up. And then, you know, within a few years after that, like, Lettuce moved there and, like, cats from like Eddie Roberts moved there. And, like, all of these, like, heavy musicians started to just straight up move to Colorado and work out of there and um now we have an incredible scene and i sure. know that it, part of it is because it's so collaborative people are really inviting just like they are here yeah you know and that's why florida is going to be the new denver because yeah. you guys are open but yeah. you guys also already have multiple scenes too because like denver is like the scene in yeah Colorado. it's just just denver whereas yeah. you guys actually have like a jack scene a scene in orlando a scene in like the tampa area st pete is awesome yeah st yeah. pete yeah. like and then you've got miami down there and um whereas colorado is like there's a little bit of a scene in boulder maybe a little bit of one in colorado springs but it's denver you know yeah and a lot of the musicians that play in the resorts like Vale and stuff are coming up from denver to do so um, so I've been really lucky basically creating a full-time freelance career by like singing with like 15 bands a month and just sometimes I don't sing with the same band twice in a year, Yeah. but there are enough working artists and musicians and people coming into town, like national artists that'll need somebody to do something on this set and, um, word of mouth will get around and they'll wind up hiring me. That's how I met Marcus Rezac. Like, he wanted to do these two Hendrix albums. Yeah. Like, back to back. night, Like, one night, one of them, and the next night, the next one. And he had never met me, but a woman named Tanya Shylock had given him my number. And I reached out to him. If you could, if you know him, could you please tell him? I've been him playing with him all summer. Can you please yeah. tell him to make another digital tape machine record? Marcus. Thank you. <laughs> Because I that I even I'm probably the only one that has it on vinyl too. I loved that record. Did you hear this? I, uh, I I even reached out to him too on Snapchat because I followed oh. him on Snapchat. I'm just like, please, please make it again. And he's just like, he just did that one and he played at Bear Creek and that was it. Yeah. Okay. And, and I got to talk to him for like a little bit and everything. Oh man, like that. I'm gonna tell but him. But he's right a now. great. He's a great Text guitarist. I love him. He's great. So actually, during that was my first like quarantine bubble pop was going and playing with Marcus Rezac, Dave Watts from the Motet. Um, yeah, he has been on tour. I've been, I've been watching it. He's like on planes and shit all the time still. Yeah. Casey Russell from the Magic Beans and then uh, Brian I love, F. Adams. I love that band too. The Magic Beans yeah, is great. From um, Great American Taxi and Dead Fist Orchestra. We wound up getting together in Dave Watts' basement for like a couple nights a week, every week for a couple months. And... We, I mean, we went to like, uh, we went and rented a cabin for a few days in the woods and just like got high as shit and wrote some shit and awesome. 
jammed out for a few days and that was those guys kept me from going insane like go getting like a month six weeks in when you're used to playing seven days a week it was like a big relief to have a group of people to play with and yeah so I got to do some shred is dead concerts this summer and um, we did one on a boat and uh, but it was like a, a boat that had a blown engine so they towed us around the marina with like another boat, another boat? <laughs> <laughs> and all the people on shore and in their own boats could like watch and hear us. <laughs> you know, the so COVID crazy. like concert scene has been really interesting. Like what the, the creative stuff that people are coming out. Interesting with. is definitely the right word <laughs> yeah. for it. Yeah, for sure. It's lead up to musicians to get creative about how to put yeah. a show. Have you, have you done any uh, drive-in stuff yet? So I went to Mark Rivier. Oh, my God. That and Fort Collins. It was like the first one that they did in Colorado, right. which was really interesting because at the time we were I was with Dave Watts, who had like serious XM radio in his truck. So there was a delay oh. and it was like bouncing off of everybody else's. It was like awful. So we were like, OK, it's totally against the rules, but we're going to go walk around. Yeah. And. We went and found some other friends and sit, like we're at their car for a while, you know, to, so in order to hear it. But that was our biggest beef with the situation was that there w there needed to be like a central PA so that everybody could hear the same thing. Because at the time it was just supposed to be on there. What's car interesting speakers. is and like, now the Magic Beans are doing it with a PA and a lot of other bands. Uh, uh, like back in the day, like driving movie theaters at every single one of the the parking spots that you would drive up to had a little speaker on it so you could watch yeah, it. Yeah, and they don't have those anymore, so you tune into your radio on your exactly, stereo. Exactly, but there's always going to be a delay or anything like that because it's, it's radio, not instant or right. electric. But Mark Rebier, you know who he is? No. He's, one, he's, he's the guy that does the, the looping thing, oh, and he's oh like, God, let me in, I'm so trying to fuck. Okay, yeah, guy, yeah, 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 I know who you're talking about. He's, he's it's time for grandma. He's, oh, my God. <laughs> he, he has more energy on the planet than, I don't know. He's extremely talented. Houston, too. I'd say. Yeah. Oh, and yeah, they had him. <laughs> so like the beginning of his set was like him going through the entire crowd on a golf court, a golf cart that was all lit up, and he had like a wireless mic just going up and down the he's, rows. Yeah, he's so incredible. everyone could see him like up close. <laughs> but it was also like they had him on a green screen, like near the bathrooms. Like it was kind of strange how they had him set up because like the Magic Beans did a drive in at the same place, but actually set up a stage where you could see them from your car and stuff like I think they're figuring a lot of stuff out. Yeah, yeah. for sure. It's such a new go. thing. Yeah, mm -hmm. definitely. It's, it's very interesting because it's like we, we keep on thinking there's going to be light at the end of the tunnel. Like there's, there's gonna, like so I feel like people aren't trying that hard to find a solution to all the Corona uh, 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 Do you see like the bubble show? concerts, like the Flaming Lips, like? No, I didn't bubble, see that one. Like where everybody was in like the pl big plastic oh my God. bubbles. I no. didn't see that. That, but sound, that, that sounds. You about looked right. really excited about that when I just told you. Well, I, it just oh, sounds yeah. about right about the Flaming Lips trying something new. There was you know, yeah. anything. <laughs> I, that seems like them for sure. That's kind of a cool idea, though. I mean, if you get, I don't know how you're gonna, like, how it's gonna sound being inside a plastic bubble, but that's a great, uh, yeah. And the band was in the bubbles too. Oh, for real? <laughs> yeah, they were probably really using weird. in ears though, so yeah. they were probably had it all figured out. But yeah. like, yeah, I don't know. But did you did you perform for one of those things or no? You just went to one? No, I actually just attended that. Oh, I haven't no. performed at a drive-in yet. Um, I have done some very interesting 
setups though so far lots of outdoor stuff yeah. i think that boat set was one of the weirdest oh yeah that's right you did do that um what well, do people come up in the boats to see you or they just were watching from the shore there were people in their own boats on the lake and then people were watching from shore and then they kind of towed us around so that everybody had a chance to because we had the the pa was on top of the boat sounds like an awful <laughs> like an awful so youtube mu- music video it was amazing that's yeah it's fucking wild yeah it was pretty incredible uh yeah i mean you know and then you get your typical like um beer garden um distance stuff too and yeah you know and then there have been places in colorado where like i've done like weddings and stuff where they're you know the only people wearing masks are like the staff right right you know where people kind of get away with whatever as long as it's on private property have we done any socially (coughs) distance shows uh, technically, no. Uh, Monster answer. Mash. Monster Mash. That was very socially distant. Monster Mash was definitely. Uh, technically, uh, not really. No, everything we've done has just been like, Florida started opening back up like in May, and then there was a uh, something happened at a bar here that got like national news. Oh yeah, Lynch and is. like a group of like fifteen people ended up getting COVID. And then we played their Lebanese guy thing. Yeah, well, I then love they, they, they yeah, sh- you know, oh, I jambushed that that stage one night with some poor band. I was like, "Let me you come." Say jambushed. Yeah, that's a great fucking. That's the first word. time you heard that. That's a great word. <laughs> Jambush Jones, uh, right here, baby. Jam- <laughs> I love that name. That's a great name. <laughs> <laughs> that's what they were calling me because when Tom Laws found out that I was like sitting in on all these sets and he had never heard of me, he's yeah. like, "Who the hell are you?" Like, yeah. And then that's what they were calling me on the so, guest list. So funny. Um, well, as a uh, as like a freelance singer, what's the day to day like for you? Do you actively reach out to people to find gigs or are you just getting phone calls? You know, I I've been very lucky I just get phone calls. That's I'm like super awesome. terrified Fuck to reach yeah. out for booking. Good for you. Yeah. And I've gotten like that it's it's snowball, but it's because I never say no to anything. Yeah. yeah. You know, like people are like, you want to do Neil Diamond? You want to do Led Zeppelin? Hey, why don't you come sing backups on this Pink Floyd tribute? That's going to do four on the floor disco Pink Floyd, you know, like just the weirdest stuff. And I'm always like, yes, 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 yes. Well, do you never say no because you're getting offers or do you never say no just because you want the experience? Because sometimes. Both. Okay. Because I find myself in certain scenarios where I'm like, I will turn something down if I just if I'm busy and I know that I like there's no financial gain from it. Mm-hmm. It's I, I honestly just don't have the time to do this right now. Yeah. So it's like I try and say yes to as much as I can, but I've also been doing this for a long time. I'm just like, if it's not going to be worth it financially, mm-hmm. uh, if, if I'm not really into the project, like my heart's not into it, mm-hmm. then I'm probably not going to, not going to do it. Right. But, but you just do whatever. Yeah. And I mean, I've, I've worked my way up to the point now where I can say no if it's not going to pay anything at all. Okay. You know? So you're not just doing like free gigs just because no. you want to. Okay. I see what you're no, saying. No, I make a living doing it. Yeah. Um, but a, a typical like week for me is, um, uh, you know, pretty much uh, I kind of look at the week and, and I see where I have to be and when. And um, i got to get my hair and wardrobe you know you guys just get to show up in jeans and a t-shirt what are you talking you about i think a lot about this look you all day thank you so it's anyway like six years old <laughs> loving loving the flannel so there's like you know Salvation like the, the appearance part of it so i always yeah. have to make sure that i have like my costumes or my outfits and stuff ready and my makeup together especially if it's like tra- i'm traveling but <clears throat> i have like a road dog life 
but mostly just in the state of Colorado. Like I do fly dates. Um, I've played in, you know, uh, New York and LA and Chicago and, um, Iowa and Florida and you know that's how I wound up in Florida in August was doing like Dunedin Brewery and um, some other like that Who'd other you play private with party. Um, Dave Watts from uh, the Motet, Jason Han um, from String Cheese. Yeah. We had Jeff Lloyd from the Heavy Pets, Matt Lapham. We love Roosevelt. Matt. He's, we're getting him on next. And that He's was the favorite. first time I had met Matt and Jeff. He's fucking hilarious. And I got their names mixed up and introduced them as the wrong people on oh, stage. Really? Like on the live stream. I'm like, oops. And everyone there is just like, I don't think that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Jeff. Jeff, God bless him. He was like, it's Jeff. Yes. Yeah, Jeff. <laughs> yeah. I was like, ooh. Matt probably could, wouldn't give a shit. Yeah, Matt probably. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'll be Jeff for He didn't say anything to me. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's. Exactly. But Matt's a beast. Um, yeah, he does. Yeah. yeah. And it was a blast playing with him this weekend again, too. Um, but, yeah, so a typical week is, like, just like anybody who does any sort of, like, um, contract work, you know, you kind of just look at, like, what are my stops this week, you know? And some weeks um, I'm flying somewhere. Some weeks I'm just driving somewhere. Some weeks I'm literally just around Denver. Um, a typical week for me would be, like um, – three to seven gigs and like maybe a studio session, you know, cause I'll get hired to do stuff like that for people. Um, can't read. So I don't teach. Yeah. I feel that I can't so read. I've, so I don't teach. Do you have a, uh, an agent or anything like that? No, but I work yourself? for about five or six agencies, oh, okay. um, as a, uh, you know, private, like subcontractor. Yeah, contractor, yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome. That's great. Yeah. That's amazing. You're Seems able to like you it. made it. You know what? How and do like, you do it? That's the thing. And, and, and then I come here and like, God bless them. People are like, well, we've never heard of you. And and I'm like, well, that's fine. Because like I have made like a whole living in Colorado yeah. just doing that. But that's I want to break into more of a national market. Sure. Yeah. And um, Florida this summer has been that for me. Like I've spent about six weeks down here already since August. You know, just flying back and forth. Yeah, well, I'm, sh- like- I'm sure you'll find spots down here. Oh, but I'm getting at. like so much love. Like oh, you guys yeah. are yeah. such a like charismatic community of musicians, yeah. and you guys are giving and sharing. Like when you go to LA, they're like, "Who do you work for?" You know, and they want to hear you say like Maroon Five, yeah. or they're not trying to hear it. Yeah, you know? it's very pop oriented. I work for Maroon Five. I know. Yeah. That's <laughs> why I came. That's yeah. why I came. I'm trying to get clout. One love. Oh, I did that. Bum, 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 yeah, you did that. That's you. That that piano part. Yeah, that's me. Yeah, and in New York, they're just trying to hear about like you name drop, and you know. Yeah. And in Denver, they're like. I've never heard you before. Why don't you come up on our set? Yeah. You know, like it's just love. Like, yeah. So, um, and that's the way Florida is. And I felt really at home here. And that's why, that's why I moved to Jacksonville to be honestly, or to be honest, because like down South, even in Miami, it's a very competitive scene because there is a, a, an interesting industry that exists there. And I make, I, I'm very big on making this distinction between music scenes and music industry because LA is an industry. doesn't really have a whole, like a big scene, mm-hmm. but like, but like other places have like, kind of like Denver has kind of like both. Mm-hmm. So it's like in Miami, you have like this weird industry there of like Latin pop artists and 
and like there's a pop like community there but coming up is very hard because you're competing with all these people on, a, on an international level mm-hmm. and as a local musician there's not a lot of places and they're not going to invite you up to their sets right. like, it's not very collaborative it's all know, very though. competitive I think, I think for a singer though it probably uh yeah, yeah when you look cute it's a totally no i'm not trying to like toot my own horn but like that's how i got my foot in the door in like new orleans for instance i flew down to jazz fest with like nothing on the bill yeah and last year wound up with 11 sets because like a i knew people and that gets your foot in the door sure but then you get like one musician to vet you to another one and that's it snowballs right you'll be sitting backstage with somebody and somebody will be like yeah she's good and they'll be like well we got this set tomorrow you want to come through and the next thing you know, you're doing two sets a night with Mono Neon and like Sput and like, <laughs> I was having a good time show. down there. I wish like I got to play with like the whole Nth Power and like yeah, they're amazing Mike too. Dillon, some really cool people. Yeah, for sure. Mike Dillon's an awesome guy too. Yeah. But Florida does have this really incredible kind of community within the, especially between Jacksonville, Orlando, and St. Pete, Tampa yeah. area. It's like not all so one Miami, big. Though, I would say. Cause it's so like far. Right, cause it, like you said, it's not really music scene. It's music. Uh, industry, industry kind of weird and it's also just like so far removed like yeah. not just geographically but culturally as yeah. well so there's a lot of it's just like for and a lot of musicians down there don't really leave uh there unless it's like a big touring like international kind of thing of florida yeah, it's 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 just it's just. <laughs> a, it's Rosie a, was telling me too that a lot of touring musicians don't want to come down there because it's such no, a long drive in and out. Exactly, it's like a twelve-hour hour commitment. Yeah. yeah, so like from Miami, your next biggest like. A market would be like Atlanta, yeah. which is insane. Yeah, so, like, if you're in Jacksonville, St. Pete, or Orlando, it's just like we've kind of built this weird triangle in Florida where there's just like, a lot of good musicians, mm-hmm. and between the three cities, there's a really good scene. Uh, and so, and when I moved to Jacksonville, it was like, well, musicians are really cool, even if they're really good and like they're they're, they're not snobby about it. Mm-hmm. Like they're willing to let you get up and like play and jam right. and do this whole thing, give you a chance. So I, I came here yeah. and I was just like, holy shit, I get a chance. And, I, and through that, I got plugged into the festival scene. I've met all kinds of amazing people that you would think in Miami you would have the better opportunity to to mm-hmm. do that. But it was really Jacksonville that gave me those opportunities, you know. So yeah. I don't know. Florida's it's a very loving scene here. Like yeah, it really is. It really I is. I tried to break in a few years ago just, like, by sitting in at places like Lynch's. And I sat in with, like, Nigel one night at... Um, Firewire Temple. Fire, oh, was that uh, Fly's Tie? Yep. Uh, Fly's Tie. Yeah. Like in the window well right there. Oh, yeah. I went in all drunk and was like, I'm a singer. Yes, sing, Jolene. (laughs) You know, they were like, sure. (laughs) That's what's up. Um, Yeah, Nigel's awesome, too. He's amazing. I got to see his set the other night. That was really cool. But yeah, um, my best friend moved here a couple, like four years ago. And I've been coming down since she moved here, just slowly trying to chip away at like meeting people. But it wasn't until I went to. play that Dunedin gig that I started to really meet like a lot of musicians in Florida yeah, yeah Mike gets some amazing acts yeah. in that place man for Corey being Henry absolutely. there for Christ's sake yep. from Snarky Pop yep. Yep. he's the best I wish yeah. Yeah, he's really show. fun yeah. yeah he's a great guy no. but, but I would say like yeah in Jacksonville it's not really it's it's 
competitive, but like in a different way. I don't know how else to describe it. It's more like friendly competition, yeah. you know. And like when you get an opportunity, want to see you come up. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. Because We're all it trying does, to help each other. That's how Denver is. Is like if really? you eat, I eat. Yeah, they say it's all. Well, I know they say that a lot, a lot of places, but it's all one big jam band. The leader, not just LA, changes. not New York. They can go to hell. Well, well <laughs> I mean, I had a friend from Chicago <laughs> tell me like they, people won't let you sit in on their set in Chicago. Like they work so really? hard to get that stage time. They're not. That is true. Yeah. Well, that's what it, and, you know. I was talking to. to Jason Han, also from String Cheese, because I got to play with him a few weeks ago with Joe at Blue Jay Listening Room. That's right. One of the great venues here in Jacksonville. It was like the night before I flew in. I was really bummed because I came in the next day and Jason was flying out like when I was flying. That in. was such a fun night. He's yeah. a, and he was he was so cool to get to talk to just because he's had so much success and experience, and for him to even give me the time of day and oh, he's give the me most the encouraging. Insight sweetest man you know you would expect somebody with like the kind of accolades that he gets like to be pretentious and he's just the exact opposite Not, yeah that. he was so cool person, yeah. and I, I picked his brain a little bit and i was like what's the la scene like man like what's a you know trying to come up and stuff And he was like man if you want to be like a studio guy or you get out there to 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 do like like a hired gun situation he's like that's where you want to be but if you're trying to like build a band they're, like you don't want to be there at all. Like, yeah. It's not a place for an up and coming band. It's a place for people trying to make like a name for like themselves. For themselves. Yeah. yeah. And that creates a very weird competitive because it's no longer about, you know, if I eat, you eat, it's, mm -hmm. it creates this kind of like me, me, me right. kind of mentality. Right. Um, so there is a lot to be said about being out there. I have friends that are doing very well out there. Um, you can get plugged into the studio scene and the recording stuff and make good money doing that, which he gave me a lot of cool insight to as well. Um, but overall, if you want to build a band, like what we're trying to do with Side Hustle and with, with him at Greenhouse Lounge and all that, it's like you don't want to be out there trying to, trying to make your way through that, that landscape, mm -hmm. you know? And it's fascinating how that energy exists so differently in different scenes. You know, it's not LA's fault that they're that way. It's just the way that they are there, Yeah. you know, and it's, it continues to perpetuate that. And I feel like that's why I decided to stay in Denver when people were telling me you got to go to New York. And I mean, I would, I recorded in New York a few times. Like I did sessions out there and, um, I did gigs in LA and I never felt as at home, any of those places that I did in Denver. And it was because of that camaraderie and that openness. And then when I came here, felt the same way. I was just like, yo, I want to like see what I can build in this place, you know, even just with like connections. And just another snowboard, snowboard, snowbird. I know. Well, we make fun of tourists so hard in Colorado. Well, like it's sure. so difficult for me to go somewhere else and be that person. Like I humbly like, Please accept. Me. No, yeah. nobody like <laughs> there's that, like yeah. there's like 10 people that are actually born in Florida. The rest of them just came here later. Yeah, well, I feel it's that. Him. Yeah, it's he's him. one. Well, he's I one. was born in Florida. I, that's what I just oh, said. That's what you just said. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, that's right. Uh, well, uh, that's how I feel coming from South like, like Miami where it's like everybody. In le it wasn't until my generation of people that you have like a community of people that were born down there. Because mm -hmm. before that you were either from Cuba or you were, which is my dad's from Cuba, or you were from like, you know, the Northeast or something, trying yeah. to get away from all that. So it wasn't until my generation they had like a real group of, of people that grew up down there. So I feel you. Whenever I go somewhere, I'm like, I don't want to be the tourist here. I mean, like, we just, oh, I've just grown <laughs> up making, we call them gapers in Colorado. Gapers. They like drive. I know, I realized that 
Florida doesn't have that term. Yeah, what is that? It's the people that like drive around because everything is so high, the mountains, oh. you know, and they drive around. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. That would be gate. me for sure. I love that. Yeah, That's I'm how a, I am. I'm a tourist wherever I go. Just be yeah. a gaper. Yeah, I'll be a gaper for sure. Yeah. Uh, 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 I don't think we have a term for that. We don't, just tourists. Uh, oh, we just yeah. call them tourists. Yeah, well, you guys are allowed to use gaper. Because I'm sure that people like walk around with their mouths agape at like... The ocean? We call them, know. like from Rocket Power, we call them shoobies. Sh- what's that? You're wearing shoes at the beach. Yeah. Shoobies. <laughs> <laughs> or a kook. You, you might see it. I, All right. I, that's about it. I love it. <laughs> you might see it down in Miami. Is Miami's got a really big skyline, so people that are from like other places that don't see like buildings very often. If you drive through Miami, it's got a pretty impressive skyline. Okay. So even I, growing up down there, still drive through there. I'm just like, this is just magnificent, uh, magnificent city. But like, uh, other than that, not really. We don't have mountains and shit. If you go to the beach, people sometimes will not actually litter, or they'll like jump into the. <laughs> shallow and head first and paralyze themselves yeah that kind of shit happens all the time wow but uh because they don't know what it, it's like oh you go the, the, the ocean's deep it's like not when you're three feet in bro <laughs> wow space that is uh, you know what that that's what uh, i'm definitely used to is people coming from out of town like we're in florida we need to go to the beach i'm like you don't want to go to the beach <laughs> like at all <laughs> like like really you want to go See I it? love the beach. Okay. Yeah. I love the beach too. Yeah, it's, I, yeah, it's okay. He doesn't like. He can't it's go okay. there because he gets sun poisoning. He's in the sun oh, for more than ten minutes. No, but I feel like that was Irish uh, hate. Irish, right there. A little Irish boy. hate. Woo! You think I'm a little? Uh, I got some Irish Anyways, hate in no, me. No, yeah, I guess I'm real quick. But I'm just saying that, like, uh, whenever whenever anybody comes from out of town uh, uh, and they come to Florida, they're like, "We have to go to the beach." I'm like, "We don't have to." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm like, we have to go. To the yeah, beach. Exactly. yeah, exactly. That's all. I love. That's the beach. all. That's all we really have. But most most people that are live here are not from here. Yeah. In my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's true. Um, I wanted to go back to some of the music stuff for a second, though, and kind of ask you for somebody who plays so much in in uh, different bands and doing a lot of covers and stuff. Do you feel like you still have time to find your own voice as a singer and, a, and a, as an artist and creating? Or do you find yourself getting caught up in that gig life and just trying to pay your bills? Both. Yeah. And COVID actually, when that struck, actually was kind of like a good reset for me because I was doing so much not to complain about being busy as yeah, musicians, but nowadays, that I was getting yeah. burnt out, you know, because you get to the point where you just eat, sleep and you know, gig. it's all you are is gig. Yeah. I mean, um, I do have weeks where I have three gigs a day sometimes, yeah. you know, and that's amazing. Like I could not complain about that, but like, I, you know how many birthday parties I've missed? I've never met, like, a lot of my friends' children. Yeah. Like, right, right. You know, there's a lot of, like, sacrifices that you make. I don't see my parents as often as I'd like to, you know. And um, I feel like everyone around me is getting older and having, like, more of these human experiences. But then I'll have a night on stage with some musicians that are just flying. And I'll be like, oh, yeah, this is why I'm alive. I, don't, right. I just, like, I'm, I need to remember this. So, um I think that for me, I wanted to, or I'm learning right now, like how to have fun. Cause when music is your job, um, you spend a lot of time focused on what you have to get done for that. So like, so there's months that I learned like 30 to 50 tunes in a month. Cause I'm like on weddings or something and, um, doing like these cover gigs or I'll get something last minute and somebody be like, 
we need somebody in three days that knows like these 10 originals or something. And you're just like, Oh God, okay, I can do this. Um, I mean, I did that over the weekend where they're like, can you learn this song in five minutes and then come on up, you know? And I was like waiting line with Ben. Yeah. Where I was like, I've never sung this. I'm going to go back to the tent and listen to it. And then I came back and was like, got it, you know? But I had heard it before I got lucky with that one. But same with the reality though, they like came to my camp that morning and like showed me the song and you know, we had a great time with it. Um, but I've gotten to that point because I don't say no to anything. It's like given me the ability over the years to like, I don't know, pick up on it without the, the theory experience. Like, cause I should Got it down to a science. Well, yeah, I feel like most people would use their music theory training or whatever in order to do, get that done. No, right. your, everybody's got their own way of learning. Yeah. Songs. So I have like a more roundabout way. I have synesthesia. Oh, so like awesome. I see, or I hear colors. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I, so that's like a, a how minor's I understand. A minor is red, like always. But anyways, keep going. Yeah, your name is red. No, A minor. A minor is red. red. Yeah, red. yeah. So like, I'll hear a tune, and like <laughs> people weird. will be playing, and I'll be like, "Oh, this is blue. I might as well match that blue tone." Yeah, that makes sense. You know, or like <laughs> this song is green. You know, like yeah. Um, so um, I think that. For me, I needed to kind of get back to like feeling like a human being and right. And that's why the Chromadonna album was like songs that I had written 10, 15 years ago. Right. Because I hadn't really taken time in the last few years to write, but wanted to do an album. And it took two years to put it out. Yeah. You know, because we were all so busy scheduling studio time with Josh Fairman was like two months out sometimes because he was on the road with Sun Squabby or like doing color red stuff or right, you know, running right. his own studio. And, um, and he was the guy that I, we wanted to produce that with cause he's just an incredible producer and great engineer. And, um, so I've had to learn how to be patient with like my original stuff, but then I tend to do a lot of improvisation on stage anyways. Yeah. So then you find your own voice with that. I think <clears throat> learning all of those covers, learning the way that those artists did that, helped me find my own tone because i remember somebody there was this guy from the delphonics that used to come into ultra Pack back in the day and i remember him being like baby you gotta find your own sound what's your sound and he would like ask me to sing like this line he's like okay now sing it how you think adele would sing it now sing it how you think like erica badu would sing it you know and then like sing it how you would sing it and i couldn't sing it how i would sing it because i hadn't found it yet yeah you know and i think I think now like I'll hear a cover song that I do all the time and I'll be like, Oh my God, I thought I was doing that like to the note of what the cover was. And it turns out I'm not even close anymore because I have made it my own, right? you know, and it's just something you find over time. I've, I've kind of experienced a similar thing where, um, playing guitar. I don't really consider myself as much of a singer as a guitar player. So I'm never as concerned with my singing as I should be. Mm. But when it comes to playing guitar, solo or when I'm trying to create something I always find myself thinking like what would uh, what would this person do here what mm-hmm. would that person do there and uh, I, I find it gets in the way of me just kind of trying to express my own self mm-hmm. so, well, what, doesn't matter what they would do here what would you, what would you do here yeah and I'm always curious as to whether other musicians kind of have that same kind of ego or voice in their head just kind of say trying to dictate what you should be doing there rather than just like, hey, yeah, what do you have to say right here? 
know? Yeah, so uh, that's a really interesting point. We do the last waltz revisited every year, and I do. lower for some oh there it is oh how's Check. my mic level where am i at am i good? i think this cable i think this cable's a little fucked up i think that's what's going so on so i do this Joni mitchell tune every year and the first it, it's like i was so honored to be invited onto this thing because there's just some incredible musicians that play on it every year we had natalie cressman and jen hartswick on it last oh, that's year awesome. with us. um and I remember wanting to do Coyote because I sing Coyote, this Joni Mitchell tune, like super exactly like her because I was afraid to stray from it because I felt like it would be like disrespectful sure. to this like iconic like show that sells out every year. And, yeah. all this. <clears throat> and then <clears throat> as I would make it my own, I got way more compliments and realized, okay, people, they they want to see a little bit of both. Totally. They want you to pay homage to it and not be like a complete asshole and make it like, you know, totally different. Right. They want to see that you know it. And then they want to see you do something that is, in their opinion, maybe a little better. Right. Because think of all the covers and stuff that you've heard that you're like, wow, I like this cover better than I like the original. For sure. For sure. You know, and it's because somebody paid enough homage to the original for you to recognize it but then made it different enough in their own way that made you think it was better than yeah totally you know, that's sorry oh, go, ahead. No, no, go ahead because mine has no point well <laughs> where's your mic level at though my mic level is crushed you better run that mic level right, right in the banana level anyway right <laughs> it's ready to be picked. Anyways, the uh, uh, what I was gonna say is I was trying to think of a, a a cover that is just like the worst rendition of it ever, and I can't really think of anything right now. But oh, uh, Taylor Swift, September, the Earth, Wind, and Fire tune. Do you oh remember that? Oh my god! That's, really that bad? Oh, I've never heard of it. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> Taylor Save Swift. yourself that few minutes of your life. Can't do funk or R and B. I'm sorry. Honey. <laughs> just Why take not? a backseat on this one. Just it was saying. so She's bad. I almost felt like it was like, I feel like she owes them an apology. Oh, no. <laughs> but, you know, that's my own hot take, personal that's opinion. Hot take? That's yeah. <laughs> I, I, I wonder, like, who else do you hate? Um, <laughs> that's a real because deep I, dive I, there. I have, and I don't know where this comes from, but I have the biggest crush on Miley Cyrus, and I think she's amazing. But what do you think about her? You know what? When she did Jolene with Dolly Parton, that's when I was like, all right. She's okay. She's very she talented. I, I mean, I think she's a great singer. She yeah. came in like a wrecking ball, baby. Oh boy! Into your life. <laughs> yeah. Oh. There was the, her her new song. Her like I I don't even listen to pop music that much at all anymore. But it's just like I was just like. Yeah, the, I like her. She got a, a dope voice, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She she got, I mean, but look how she came up, man. And like, she talks like this. If you want to hang out, well, <laughs> that, that's uh. Think of Lindsay Lohan was good at singing. She had an album too. That was yeah, trash. Did. I didn't even hear it. Oh wow, you did though. Yeah. You listened yeah. to it. Billy's yeah. a big pop guy. Oh, I just had that's a big crush up. on Lindsay Lohan when I was a kid. So. Yeah, I think we all did. All yeah. guys did growing well, up. I mean, she. I actually still think she's good looking. Well, I uh, <laughs> thought that Miley Cyrus. Complete right off. Uh, 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 I thought she was pretty good. But anyways, I was wondering if there's anybody. Well, not that you need to say because it, it'll be public or whatever. But like, who do you hate? <laughs> no, the like, that, who do you love? Who's your favorite? Well, like, no, who do you wait, who do I hate? Okay, <laughs> way better. Like, okay. 
Wow. Like, okay, like, you mean, like, personality-wise or, like, just, just like, singers. I don't love their music? Oh. I'd say their music is probably more interesting than personality-wise. So we don't really know anybody that, that we don't personality. know. You know what I mean? Who do I hate? Damn, man. Unless, Billy, unless you want the personality side of it. I just don't think that's a fair question. Like, um, I don't like Billie Eilish because... Like you're too young to be that sad, and then but her she's really good at singing though, so you can't really under mm. like so that would be a, a personality that I don't like, but she's good at she's yeah, a you good don't musician. Even know she's been through oh, either, okay, so. so like who do I, hate? I would assume. Well, you know what? Like I love like for instance like Lord, like okay. I what actually am a fan, but I hate that girl because she's like she's so young and she like blew up like, and I wish that was me. I, I guess so. I like a little envy going on. Little, I understand that. A little peanut butter I, I didn't start singing until 26, man. If I had had it like that at like 16 years old, like, come I on. I don't man. know. That's like a whole other topic of discussion. It's like, yeah, I don't think you should, should be allowed to be famous until you're 18, like just in a story. But she was like, what, 14? Like a license? Like, you could have like a fame license? Yeah, 13, 13 or, 13 Sorry, or 14 young, when kiddo. she got really, really popular and everything. And then <clears> it got to her so bad that didn't she like hole up in New Zealand and just not making music anymore? Well, she's probably balling out. Yeah, well. So. But how do you ball out as 15? I don't know. Whatever. But I, I still think that, uh, yeah, she was she Who was do really you good. hate? Who do I hate? Yeah. Well, oh, Billie so Eilish, apparently. Many, and so Lord, apparently. No, I do like Lord. Oh, you like Lord. <laughs> yeah, okay. I actually did like Lord. I miss, I miss Lord. Lord, if you hear this, come back, please. Yeah. I'm sure she's going to watch this. I don't know. I don't <laughs> know who I hate as, as a singer. Just a musician in general. A musician in general? Yeah. Prince, I never really like Prince. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just. Oh kidding. man, I was about to like <laughs> physically assault you. Yeah, no, I was just kidding. <laughs> but he's one of my favorites. Out. I can't really think of anything. Nothing comes By to Jan mind Bush right Jones, now. Jones. Yo, bro. you're gonna get fucked up. No, <laughs> yeah, I'm, totally, I'm totally, totally like kidding. I love fish. Uh, not fish. What? Prince, <laughs> wow. I got it mixed up. You were. Right. I saw. <laughs> Understandable. I saw, I, saw yeah. the, I saw the fishman on you, and I was just like, yeah, Prince, fish, uh, something. Yeah. <laughs> Fresh Prince. Oh my god, that's hilarious. Um, I don't, I don't know who I. No, I, I mean, you know who I hate is like, fucking like bass and actor and like Naka. Yeah, can, I can't stand any of that. You shit, know, people bro. who are just super full of themselves. Um, for sure, rapists are like definitely. <laughs> I've like had stalkers. Really, you don't like rapists? I've had stalkers and death threats because like I've outed rapists in Denver. Well, really. <laughs> Christ, but yeah, rapist. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of those. Either. <laughs> not a big fan of rapists. Not a huge either. fan, anyways. Yeah. Um, I don't. I don't know who. Who I have to say? Sorry for derailing. I mean, are you like team team rape or like team no rape? I'm getting know? a I'm getting a real team rape vibe from you right now. <laughs> You'd be surprised, but my opinion is actually team no rape. <laughs> Amen. Maybe yeah. we can agree on this. Yeah, we can agree. You shouldn't <laughs> do that. It's uh, not fun for anybody. No, it's, it's not. Fun. <laughs> But uh, uh, as far as a a musician that I can't stand, I don't know. My unpopular opinion last week was that the Beach Boys were overrated. So you don't. You're like the third person to say that to me this month. That is a crazy thing to say to somebody, just in general. Cut cut it out. But also, like, why are people still talking about the Beach Boys? Because they revolutionized harmonizing. Why is Billy still talking about them? Oh, you know what? I could say. (laughs) Billy's a hater. I'm not a hater, honestly, but uh, uh, Cardi B can be done now, I think. Yeah, I think she can go away. You know what? Like, I am (laughs) personally a huge fan of Megan Thee Stallion. Um, Okay. 
That's, okay. I'm just saying, like, that's Dark Ari Cardi Lennox B. is, like, my, my number top one, like, thing right now. Is what I'm is? I'm a big fan of Ari Lennox. I don't know who that is. I don't know who it is. She's a vocalist. Oh. Um, I actually just did a cover of one of her tunes with, like, Jason Han and Chuck Morris and Dave Watts and Jeff Lloyd and some people, two people from the Magic Beans. Nice. Um, is it like a recording project or? We did a private show in Denver. Okay, cool. You know, we but that's the thing is Denver has like crazy bands living there. Like I played with Benny Bloom a couple days before that's I came awesome. down here with Joey Porter and Todd Smalley and Garrett Sayers and like. Sean Eccles from Andy Frasco's band, and the lineup was insane. It was like 25 musicians. Yeah, Denver's got a gr- like just that's what's kind of separating a lot of those bigger city scenes from like what's happening here is that there's not a lot of like people come through here all the time because mm-hmm. they're good markets to hit because people love music, but it's like nobody lives here. That, yeah. w- that we have a, that we have like these, these people showing up to jams. It's usually like they have to be in here and like they, they have like a day off the next day or the day before. Yeah, or you're then, like scheduling them weeks out in order to be like on an extra gig exactly. or something during their run. So it's like you know, the, so it has its appeal in that respect, but also like you go to Denver or you go to L.A. or New York. And it's just like I was I was in L.A. a few years ago. It was my, my older sister lives out there. And uh, I, I visited my friend uh, my, uh, Kane, who's a, a drummer. He went to Berkeley and all that. And he's living out there now. And I was I, I went to go meet him at a bar or whatever. We were having a drink, and he was like, "Oh yeah, that's Justin Bieber's drummer right there." Yeah. I was just like, "He shows up to your, the, all the jam nights on Tuesdays." And I was like, "Justin yeah. Bieber's drummer." That's just well, this, yeah. We get the same thing happening in Denver exactly. though. Like Deshaun Alexander from Marcus King's band would like come and sit in with me every Sunday at the Pack. Right. And, um, we, you know, DJ Williams was living there. Like, <clears throat> he's kind of back and forth right now. But I mean, people from like Turquoise and like just all kinds of bands, you right? Know, just be living there. And the, I mean, it's so much easier when you just have them living there to be like. I mean, I'm talking about writing music with like Isaac Teal right now from Talk. And yeah, I mean, because well, he's there. Yeah, you're on know? the fl- you're on the ground floor the with road. all these people, you mm-hmm. know. But you know, uh, for all of you guys still living and p- people in general still living in. Uh, Denver and LA and New York, your places are shut down. So come to Florida, we'll take you. So come on, they're over. letting me in. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're letting. We're, 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 anybody wants to just come and jam and just create shit, we're here. We'll but do it. But that's why you guys are next because you're that loving and like you're like opening your arms. I mean, everybody that I've ever met, musician wise in Florida, has been the same way. Like you yeah. guys, and that's why Denver became the scene that it is. Right. And it was where jam bands flocked to. It was jam bands all want to play with each other anyways that's a jam that's that's yeah. like the whole mentality of it so when you just like get on in here you know people do and the next thing you know you've got a huge scene and i truly believe that this yeah. place is next for sure for sure well, we're trying our best trying we're our best so we want to do this podcast and bring some awareness to this is what's, what's going to do here. it it's the podcast you never know man <laughs> try to build an empire Bro, here, you, I'm just saying. you just you just i know i am well, that's we what are I keep telling them we are trying really hard well i gotta you're gonna make millions yeah, millions, yeah. I'm fucking telling. I don't even want to make, make hundreds of dollars as a musician. I would just want to make hundreds of dollars. That's about it. No. I'm trying to fucking tell people. I'm trying to build an empire here. Is all I'm saying, and I get laughed at all the time. No, I put, manifest you, it. You got to put it out there. I just want. I want. There. I want people to be like, I want to be on bottom of the bill. That's all. That's all I really want. I don't care about. You be, yeah, you want to be at the bottom of the bill, which is like the, the complete podcast, anti- the Yeah, I know exactly. That's the, whole the point. complete antithesis to what any yeah. musician wants to be, and then all of a sudden say, like, oh, it's a podcast called Bottom and of the we're Bill. We're never gonna change the name. <laughs> Start on the bottom. I think it's a great. Stay at the bottom. Stay at the bottom.
Anyway, Amen. Yeah. Shit. That, that we have on the bottom mentality. Uh, <laughs> all right, well, um, <laughs> that's stupid. Sorry. So dumb. Uh, anyways, <laughs> we should move on to unpopular opinions. Cause yeah, man, time flies, man. Uh, 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 when you're having fun, I guess it was so easy talking to. You, but uh, think of an unpopular opinion that wasn't one that you've said already. And then uh, while we do ours, and, and then, we, uh, we'll have know, ours. Yeah. Okay, and we'll go back and forth. Who wants to go first? So my first unpopular opinion is uh, the festival experience is not for musicians. Uh, typically, anyways, and I'll, this is why I say that that because most of the time, like I've played festivals in the past where people are like, "Well, is side hustle going to be camping and h- hanging out?" I'm like, "No, so we have to, we have a gig the next day, right. or you know, we have a gig the day before, so we can't go the whole weekend." This was the first time in 15 years that I've been able to go to a full festival. Right. Yeah. So people get upset. They're like, "Oh, you guys never hang out. You guys never camp." Blah blah. Too it's cool. like, it's like, yeah, too cool. It's like, no, man. This is for me. This is a job. Right. You know, and the, and the crew that's working there. This is a job. So we have like our own way of having fun here. But the full festival experience is not for us. Mm-hmm. It's for you. And we're doing it so, like, first off, we love to play music, obviously, so that's why we're doing it. But it's also, like, we're here to provide an experience for you. The people providing the experiences don't always get to experience the experience. Mm-hmm. So this is a good time for me that's to actually... a really actually, good way of putting that. You know, so that this, is a, this was a fun weekend for me to kind of just get to let loose a little bit, not to worry about a gig the next day yep. or whatever it might be, you know. So I got to let loose a little bit. I got to make some... You know, reconnect with some friends who, who, who I couldn't hang out with rides. in a while. Joe Joy rides. Thank you, Greg Sears, for that. Uh, <laughs> and uh, you know, but yeah, so that's that's my first unpopular opinion. I like uh, uh, Adam Kenaway's definition of festivals. Is like uh, we're all gigging all the time, right? As musicians, and then festivals are like the only time. Like, oh, we all get to see each other play. Like, finally, and I get to hang out and talk to each other, network. I hate saying the word network because that's never fun. It's got a negative connotation. It does, but, but yeah. uh, uh, just seeing each other and hanging out and having a drink and just talking about stuff. Like, cause we're all just giant music nerds anyways, but yeah. you can finally, or like, it's like going to a Star Wars con and then like, oh, you can talk to somebody and you don't look like a nerd right. finally for once. Mm-hmm. But that, I, I kind of actually agree with you. It's not unpopular. Oh, my goodness. Well, I think something we agree on for once. This is anyways, amazing. here's my unpopular opinion. <sighs> I don't care who wins the election. I just want it to be over. Uh, I'm, fine. I'm, I'm fine with it. I'm just whatever. Just, just, just get it over with. This, this has been a crazy year. Yeah. All the yeah. To- toxicity, poisonous bullshit being spread across the airwaves and social media is just getting a little cumbersome. I you mean, know? I do want a yeah. certain grandpa to win. Okay. But uh, if he doesn't, I just don't care. Just, just, I just want it to be over. Let's yeah. Go back to hopefully nobody starts a race riot and race war with. The guns, Walmart's not selling guns. Well, you know what? Yeah, and, and I'm going to tack on to your unpopular opinion with a little bit of one of myself, but um, Florida is like an escape from all of that for me. You think so? Yeah, even though Denver Denver is like way more liberal. Yeah, 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 yeah. for but sure. But because it's so more liberal, people give a shit about everything right, yeah. right. and keep an eye on you and want to make sure you give a shit oh, yeah. and well, you an impossible standard and know? to the point where like i mean i see people driving around with fucking trunk 
Trump flags and shit waving in Denver or Florida here. Yeah, in Florida, and people sure. get along better here yeah, 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 yeah. with each other than they do there. That was yeah. what I was gonna ask you. Was like, how's how's the uh, uh, pickup trucks with Trump flags situation in Denver going? Colorado Springs, <laughs> you'll oh, see, yeah, that's but like, no. like not really Denver. Colorado is a pretty conservative state outside of Denver. Maybe Denver, Boulder. So when you go west of Denver, it's liberal, like for the most part, the mountains yeah. and stuff. But east of Denver, you might as well just be in Nebraska or Kansas yeah. or Oklahoma. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's like um, the thing is being in Florida is you have like these liberal pockets like Miami for the most part, with the exception of like some of the Cuban <laughs> city uh, neighborhoods. It's pretty uh, liberal. Um, and then uh, the rest of Florida, with the exception of like, you know, maybe in the city of Orlando and like t- like Tampa, um, it's pretty it's pretty conservative. So the li- like liberals in general still hold you to a, to a pretty high standard of certain things, but they kind of have to play ball here a little bit as well because they're surrounded by so much conservatism. Mm-hmm. It's like you don't really get to have the same voice as a liberal here that you might like in Denver or LA or something. Yeah, in, in Denver, like you you speak up and like eighty people chime in with you and like you're here. Right. You know? So you say something as a liberal here and you got a hundred people say, Sit down, commie. Right. <laughs> so it's like Right. It's pretty much that's but pretty the, much it. I, but the crazy thing for me is that I feel less anxiety about this election in Florida than I do being in Denver because in Denver you're just here hearing about it nonstop. Right. And well, like here I've been able for the last, cause I've been here for like the last well, that's three just weeks. They, they already know it's, it's going to be Trump. Yeah. We already, we already know. So more or less, yeah, I mean, you know, more or less we'll see what happens. But, I, it, but. It, it, it is, you do see Trump flags like constantly on, my unpopular p- opinion with that is that honestly, I don't want to vi- vote for either one of them. You don't want to vote for either one. No. I'm third party all that's the way. Your, I that's really your don't. right as an American not, yeah. not to vote. I'm third party. Oh, I'm going to vote. Yeah. Or, and we oh, get mail-in sorry. ballots in Colorado for, like, everybody. So I have my ballot with me. I'm just going to drop it off when I get back to Colorado. There you, there you go. go. All right. I went third party all the way. I'm not afraid to say it. Maybe that's my... my I went Joe Biden. I just want my grandpa to win. All right. Well, you know, what are you going to do? What's your grandpa's name? I'll vote for him. Joe Biden. Joe Biden. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Biden. Biden. Um, all right. So my second unpopular opinion is... Um, so I'm not a big fan of having sit-ins on shows, uh, uh, and this is my whole thing with it. Uh, if I'm at a, a, a like a bar gig or something, or if I'm doing just like something that's a little bit less, in my mind, less uh, pressure, I'll do sit-ins all days. I really do enjoy jamming, mm-hmm. but if we if if I put on like with with side hustle or something, if we have a worked out show. Yeah. I do not like. Yeah, I don't like because also our music is not really. It's all very super arranged and like just very worked out. That was one of my favorite sets at Monster Mash. Oh, thank what you so was? much. Side Side hustle? Hustle. I appreciate so that. that. You guys are a killer. Thank, thank you. you so much. And it's not just the drugs talking. No, <laughs> no it probably is. But it thank you, anyways. <laughs> I'll take any I appreciate that. Put them thank in a jar for later. We were amazing. Though. But I will it say, it really was. Uh, it's very unpopular, and you're a giant nerd for saying that. Well, that's okay. <laughs> um, it's not that we we had Rosie come up and sit in twice. Yeah, and it was it's fine. It was fun. But I'm just saying, like. For me, 
when we do those kind of things, it's just like I feel like it kind of takes away from what we're actually fully capable of, of putting on. I suppose so. It's like we have to sacrifice a little bit to make it happen. That and makes which is, a lot of sense, especially if you do have your own set worked out. Yeah, and people get rubbed the wrong way by that all the time. It's oh, like, oh you don't want to do sit-ins. You don't. Want, it's like it has something to do with your ability as a musician or or or, or whatever. It's just that we have a very specific thing, and, and I want to connect with you. I'd love to jam with you sometime. Mm-hmm. Maybe this isn't the right scenario to do yep. it though. You know. Yeah. So I don't know. That's just that's why it's an unpopular opinion, though. That's why I was really surprised that I got invited on to so because I knew that Rosie and Joe were going to invite me like that. They had invited me before I came down. Yeah. But um, I got invited on more sets, especially by people like Ben Strzok, who didn't even know who I was, you know, because that is like your set. Yeah. And, you know, you're really taking a risk with that. For sure. But that's also the kind of thing I would do is just be like, yeah, get them on up. Yeah. But you totally. Play, you I play understand in the waiting that. line with them. Yeah. Is that what he said? Yeah. Zero, ben, yeah. Ben, yeah. Ben, yeah. Yeah. I know. Music. Yeah. It was. It was really cool too. I, I was. I was at. I was at my van, like taking a break from the shows and everything, and our then like. Van. Uh, our vans. I loved that we could just see the stage from like where we were camping. So good. Oh, those backyard festivals are the best. And that's I, like the big, hands down, the biggest backyard festival I've ever been to. Yeah, it, wasn't it was really like a the most festival, fun I ever had. Yeah, it was fun. I mean, it was. Uh, it was but I, I heard, I heard them start in the waiting line, and I was like, no fucking way. It's literally my favorite song yeah, of all time. You like zero seven. And I, and I, well, yeah, and just yes. that song I have a certain connection with, just because of experiences. It's kind of like been the soundtrack to over the years, mm-hmm. and I'm just like. I was like, no fucking way. And I ran from back from, from the van all the way to the front of the stage. And I was like, fuck yes. I was just getting, I was, getting, that was probably the hardest I got down the entire weekend. He, yeah. he side That really over. means so much to me. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. That's like what got me invited to do this. I think to be honest really? with you. Yeah. Oh, Cause awesome. that was when you were like, Hey, you want to do a uh, bottom of the bill? Oh, yeah. no. <laughs> Well, actually, yeah. I had some friends uh, that were at Spliffs last week. Also, they were like, "Yo, Jessica, this chick Je- Jessica Jones is in town. She plays with so and so. Done all this. You should definitely get her on the podcast." I was like, "All right, cool. Well, if I if I connect with her, then we'll definitely make it happen." Cool. And I, then we just, we jammed together at. We Joe's got to play thing. with Joe. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, yeah, so I'm glad this actually worked out that That's way. Cool. I think cool. I scared you in the middle of the night because I was like <laughs> parked right next to Rosie, and I I said, "Hey, Jessica," and you're like, "Who the?" fuck are you and i was like i didn't I'm say that no, I'm just no i was hammered no, and i, know, I was I like da- so like for about three hours the other <laughs> night my <laughs> girlfriend and i were just sitting in his truck oh, listening yeah. to trap music and yeah. like nice. <laughs> we would yeah, only get out rat, to go to pee and like shit. smoke <laughs> cigarettes yeah <laughs> just like well that girl you know she winds up every festival we've gone to she winds up Hanging out the sunroof of like a Hummer or a really nice whip, listening to trap music. You got to do some hood rat shit sometimes. Uh, whatever hippie festival we're at, this bitch just finds the <laughs> shit. She'll, you should just find it. She'll be there. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, 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 my second popular opinion is I don't mind getting older. I kind of like it. I'm settling into it. It's a good one. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. You get to. I think uh, I had a point, but I forgot it. How old are you? 31. I know it's not that old, but I like I'm like You're looking forward to it. You're I'm looking I'm looking forward to like 50, 60, 70 years old. Well, See if uh, we'll yeah. make it. <laughs> well, I think there's something to being able to uh, uh like like I don't miss being young. I'm like, oh damn it, I have all this regret and I wish I was twenty and all those twenty year olds look fun. I'm like, nah. I think uh, uh we had an interview with uh uh that uh, uh nice lady from what was the magazine? Oh, uh, Cam- Cameron from uh, Cameron, Narrow Magazine. And, and then she um, she was asking me what my fa- like favorite music. I like listening to Mac DeMarco, and he's like one of my favorite uh, artists right now. I was like, oh, if you like him, then you'll like listening to this. And I started listening to this 
uh, and I was like, this is pretty good music. And I couldn't really relate to the music. And then my girlfriend looked it up and she's like, oh, that's because he's 18. Yeah. And I was just like, I don't want to be, I don't want to be 18. Right. I didn't yeah. like, I never want to be 18. I don't ever want to exactly, be 18 right? again. So that's all no, I'm trying to say. I totally I don't get get it. It. And then he's like singing songs about love and everything. But I'm like, yo, like, what are you, what are you? that's what I was saying about Billie Eilish. And, yeah. and I'm like, you don't know anything. You're not old you enough to hurt. really feel that kind you of know? pain, girl. Yeah. And now you're yeah. rich. I don't believe it for a minute. Yeah. <laughs> you're real sad. Yeah, I don't believe it. Well, um, that's my popular. Yeah, thing. I would agree with that. You know, I think that there's something that happens once I started hitting like 27, 28. I was kind of like, not that that's old or anything, but like I think you start to get to a point where you can kind of party smarter, mm-hmm. um, and you start to value your experiences a little bit more. And for me, I know like now I'm 31 and I'm and I just kind of like look at what my goals are. And I know that everything else I did when I was younger is kind of not worth doing anymore. For that means sacrificing what your career and and your goals within your career are. So for me, like I said, this weekend, I kind of let loose a little bit. But because I also know that I didn't have really anything to do and I know that like the, like the, the ducks that need to be in a row are, are in a row so I can kind of let loose a little bit yeah. but if this was like pre-COVID it probably it probably would have been a scenario where I gotta show up we play and then we're out mm-hmm. type shit you know 100%. so I think that um that as I've gotten older I just learned, learned to kind of pick my battles a little bit better if mm-hmm. that makes sense you know like knowing what like knowing what gigs I want to take, knowing what's worth doing for free and what's not worth doing for free, knowing yeah. what gigs, even if they're paid, knowing what's worth doing and what's worth not doing. And like, I don't know, just connecting with the right people and trying to just weed out all the bullshit. Mm-hmm. I think once you get older, you're much better at doing Tony, I want to grow old with you. Can you just not make this weird for five <laughs> seconds? You call him Tony? I call him Tony 305. Just from Miami. I, I hate it. So I'm not from Miami technically, and all He's my born cousins in Miami. hate it when I say that. He has 305 like area code, just like on his. I actually don't at all. It's tattoo. Lie. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. Billy and I have a very strange relationship. He's, uh, he's uh, uh, half of his blood cells are just made of cocaine. <laughs> that is not true. <laughs> half of mine are made of cocaine. Hey, 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 hey Jessica Jones. Just kidding. You know, I, uh, it's acid. It's, also, it's a lot of fun. Oh no, it broke finally. But it's a lot of fun having uh, uh, a name that has the same letters. You know what I'm trying to say? I don't know what you're trying to say at all. It, not even a little it's bit. Jessica Jones. I think he's made of acid now. No, he's I'm not. probably made of acid. I'm just an Irish drunk. Uh, or moonshine, maybe. My name is Billy Bagley. There's <laughs> Jessica Jones. You know what I'm trying to say? We're like Marvel. We're characters. alliterations. Well, like, yeah, we're, we should be in a comic book. You guys want to right. start your own comic book? We sure. just Billy did. Bagley and Jessica. You want to be Jessica in Jessica it? Jessica Jones might be a comic book already. Yeah, she's <laughs> Peter Parker's friend. <laughs> oh, all right. That's right. Uh, I'm down to being a comic book. What's your last book, one? Tony, Tony you gotta I got to go to work soon. All right. Um, my last one is uh, it's still too early to be celebrating Christmas, Bill. Not true. That Christmas is the best holiday. It lives in our hearts. Billy puts up Christmas lights in July, yeah. by the way. Yeah, I do. I He's have the it. worst human being ever. I have it for every oh, holiday. Oh, I love it. Yeah, You're so, so sentimental. Yeah, I am very sentimental. Oh, it's especially gross. Uh, I just like Christmas. <laughs> I like the Christmas. Yeah, I like the Christmas lights. But I... Uh, I you should be surprised. I didn't have enough time to put up Christmas lights today. No, you didn't. But I usually, yeah, oh, wow. in, in November, I do. I don't really like Thanksgiving that much. I, I, like, I like all the holidays, but and I love Christmas, too. But Christmas is the best, it's, though. I shouldn't, you know, when it's, like, October, be seeing happy holidays and all this crazy shit. You know what I mean? It's like we still got two or three months before it all gets. It's, it's, it's stressful for a lot of people. Why? You got family. You got people are traveling. You got to buy gifts. And there's all these weird expectations that it's come with it. It's the most 
wonderful time I, of the year. And I love it. I'm just saying <laughs> I don't want to be reminded. I, I, like, I shouldn't have to be reminded of the stress three months in advance. Let me deal with it when it comes. You know okay. what I mean? All right, here's my last one then. Uh, oysters are disgusting, and that is not fly. Oysters? If you, if you live in Florida. I like oysters. That's all they eat is oysters down here. It's disgusting. There's a lot of oysters here, huh? Yeah, yeah I like oysters. I only, really, I only eat them in New Orleans usually. I don't really? know yeah, if I've ever just, eaten them here. Just in the Gulf or whatever, but oysters are disgusting. They're the worst things ever. I'll eat oysters. I like, I'm not, a hu- not like a huge fan, but they're good. No, like gross. Them. All so right, like my last one. Yeah, what do you got? I secretly love that as a musician – I can still get fucked up at the job and not get in trouble for that it. That is probably the most popular opinion. Yeah, as a right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, agree I mean, there that. are a lot of people though, like, especially like in the, like, st- like heavy jazz circles and stuff where they're they like, they're like, or there's some people who are like, alcohol does not make you sing better. It doesn't make you perform any better, yeah. you know? And I've heard this for like years from like usually recovering alcoholics. But, um, I love that, like, what other job in the world can you just go and, like, get lit? They pay you in it. (laughs) That's my favorite part. They're like, oh, they're like, okay, so you'll play for three hours, et cetera, amount of money, and then we'll give you $100 bar time. Like, they expect you to drink. So you're letting me get drunk (laughs) while you pay me. I know. Yeah, that's a it. great, a great I, There's a slippery slope, like you were saying. Yeah, you still have to have your ducks in a row. Yeah. And, you know, like even for me this weekend, I sang every night. So yeah. I had to like make sure like I could walk. Right. And that's about it. I, I, <laughs> I for sure, I don't really care who knows. I definitely was too drunk for the, the Super Jam. Oh. I think you killed it. Well, thank you. It was fun, yeah. For some reason, liquor makes me really confident, so it doesn't really matter. I just didn't really care. Right? <laughs> I think I've, like, done high kicks on stage and, like, shed my underwear I was crowd on liquor before. They made it. They, we had costumes for the, the, the show because everyone's doing Monster Match, so they had a Michael Jackson uh, jacket. And I was just, like, drunk, and I took off my shirt, and I just wore the jacket. Yeah, and my great. girlfriend was just like, no, nah, you need to put a shirt on. Take it easy. Definitely not in shape for that. <laughs> Take another cuello. She love me again. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that would be my line, by the way. I'm from Miami. Not right. Tony 305. Tony Montana. <laughs> Tony Montana. My cousins love it when I say I'm from Miami. I'm from Broward County, which is like Who just cares? north of Miami. Okay. But I was on the south end of Broward County, so I was like <laughs> literally closer to Miami than I was to Fort Lauderdale. Tony so Montana I just tell people was in from I'm Miami. From, he's from Cuba. Yeah, he's from Cuba. I'm from Cuba. Anyway, <laughs> um, this has been a great podcast. Thank, thank you guys so on. much for having no, me. No, thank you a million for coming out. I think uh, uh, by distance, you're the farthest away guest that we've had. Killer. If you live in Denver, for sure. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah. Joe Marsnick was was at Indiana. Indiana. Yeah. But, but no, for, yeah, you're the, you're the farthest musician. Fuck yeah. Yeah, Joe. <laughs> Even uh, though I'm really trying to hang out here in Florida right now. Yeah. <laughs> and please, please tell Marcus I said hi and that I love I'm him. going to. And I'm his favorite fan. I w- that you're. I'm gonna let him know that you are his favorite fan. Okay. <laughs> That's awesome. I actually did reach out to him and, and on Snapchat and 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 said like, hey, if you ever need keys, he's like, yeah, man, I'll hit you up. I'm like, okay. <laughs> he also is like, I know he's super busy. Insanely busy. I get it. I get it. He and really he probably is. knows every musician, every keyboardist better than me. So that's fine. But but fuck that. I'm gonna like talk you up. I'm gonna be like, look, dude, this guy was like. 
going to be nominated for a nami- nomination for a Grammy nomination, yeah. but he didn't quite <laughs> get the nomination. Every point in time in my mean, life, I've been, no, nominated. I've been nominated for a nomination. Uh, That's my life as well, a Grammy. I'm a, a nominated, nominated Grammy Award winning nomination. Billy's trying to quit his day job, so uh, that's yeah, my goal for 2021 yeah. is to get Billy to quit his day job. Let's so do it. Let's make yeah. it happen. I would love to. Well, let's. Me on the road. Well, so let's I'm do trying digital. to like play here more. Let's like get some shows together. And maybe we can to. Oh, perfect. Things. Perfect. Yeah. All right. Cool. Well, uh, thank you so much again for being thank on you. here. Very and uh, guys, guys, make sure you're getting tickets to November 21st at 1904 Music Hall. Are you going to be playing in Florida anytime soon? You know what? Um, we just kind of came up with this idea. It's a little bit in the works right now, but my birthday is New Year's Eve. So Ooh. since Denver is like so impossible to book stuff without it getting like shut. I mean, I just talked to people today who said that their gigs this week just got canceled like today. Oh, you no, know, so it's just so hard to book anything in advance. I'm thinking about trying to do a birthday show down here for around New Year's. New okay. Year's Eve. Hell yeah. Try to make something happen. Be yeah, fun. Keep us updated. We'd love to come see you. Sweet. All right, we'll see you again next time, guys. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. Adios, muchachos.